Do you love traveling through time and space? Then listen to Gallif Radio, a Hoovian podcast, every other Friday, right here on the Journey into Comics Network. Journeyintocomics.com. Following the following journey into journey into comics 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 network 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 production production fuck you Iraq that is so fucking awesome. It's episode 50 of Podcastrophy! Congratulations, fellas. Why, thank you. Very first guest we ever had, Brandon Stone. Glad to be here, fellas. I'm really, really, really proud of you guys, and happy to be here again on another landmark episode of Podcastrophy. (sighs) I want to say I'm proud of somebody, too. (laughs) I'm proud of you, Quail Dog. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad we're here. Normally, I'm like here lately, especially like Tuesdays have just been bad days for me. Yeah. And like I'm even sick right now and I had a really good day at work and like just I'm, I'm having a really good time. That's good. So That's like I'm good. not in a bad mood today, which is not <laughs> it's just not normal. Me either. I'm in a fantastic mood. It was a nice, quiet, peaceful day. Oh, yeah. And we'll get into that. Did nobody buy a penis? <laughs> Not yet. Uh, <laughs> that tear still. Did uh, nobody's uh, husband t- die in a lawnmower accident? Nope. But we found out he's getting some another piercing. He's getting another penis. Piercing. Penis. <laughs> piercing. Penis. That tear is still vacant on the JSC Patreon. <laughs> nobody wants it. Yeah. I don't get it. That's been my life. I don't get it at all. <laughs> Nobody wants my penis. <laughs> but here we are. We're at episode 50. Man, oh man, how did we ever get here? Well, I uh, made fun of you a lot. Yeah, there's there's at least 30 episodes of that. I, I yelled at things. Maybe 40. <laughs> uh, I think your first episode was what, 12? I think 12. So yeah, 38 episodes of just making fun of me. I fought a chair for like 12 episodes. Yes. He did that too. Uh, I, I made fun of Cameron a lot. That's easy to do, though. Yeah. Right. Whether he was here or not. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I was having this conversation with a good friend of mine uh, about Cameron the other day. And he's like, well, because well, we were hanging out and I, he's like, well, what's wrong with you? And I was like, well, I just fucking ripped Cameron's ass. And he's like, why did you just rip Cameron's ass? And I was like, well, you know, like. Like, if you find an animal, like, abandoned on the side of the road, like, it's just our instinct, like, we feel compelled to take care of it. Like, even if you don't like animals, for a split second, you're like, man, I fucking feel bad for that animal. I want to take care of it. I I might not want to keep it, but I at least want to, like, you know, get it healthy. Is that Cameron for you? And get it it on track and, you know, find it a good home and everything. But, it, like, along the same lines, you know, like... 
as you go through life, there's those people that fill like a dad role for you. Like everybody has their dad, whether it's a long period of time or a short period of time, it doesn't really matter. Everybody knows who their dad is. But then like there's always those people that fill like a dad role when your dad's mm-hmm. not around. And I'm kind of like that for Cameron. That's that's how I've asserted myself. Yeah. Because he's 20 years old and he fucking doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground. To be fair, he, he didn't have parents to really show him. But I that I mean, I didn't really have parents to show me either and and I figured all this shit out on my own through wherewithal and determination. I was about to say sheer, sheer will. Sheer will is definitely a part <laughs> of it. So like I've like especially the last like 6 months since I've left Subaru, I've tried to help Cameron as much as I can because now he doesn't have me yelling at him every day <laughs> uh, to try and keep his life on track. And I'm not, and I'm not saying by any means that Cameron's a bad kid, but there's a lot of shit that he just doesn't know. Yeah. That he should know at 20 years Jennifer, old. Jennifer said, I feel so bad for him because, like, this couldn't have happened to the worst. Like, because the other day he uh, he got sent, he was sent to the emergency room, uh, had a, his uh, appendix rupture. He had an appendectomy. Yes. It didn't he, rupture. It just started to leak. Which, okay. ironically, we could have helped had we have known what was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, the, the one thing I want to say with this is that I saw your two's interaction and read it in exactly the like the voice <laughs> yes, like the dad voice oh, yeah. oh man especially when you did all caps i could just hear you shouting at him yeah <laughs> but you know all i like i like i consider cameron you know like pseudo child slash little brother mm-hmm. you know slash very good friend because cameron and i get along very well you know you have filled some of that dad role towards Cameron too, especially when you and Cameron and I were having a conversation. You know, mm-hmm. uh, normally I was yelling at him, and then you would come at the end, like, and just fucking slit his throat. Like, okay, the conversation's done now. Go away. <laughs> the, and, the Lannister send their regards. Yes, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that that's a perfect way to put it. But Cameron wants to get his shit together but he's so inept 90 percent of the time (sighs) and i i get so frustrated because you know that that whole fucking comment stream i have been telling him everything that i said to him in that in that message stream for fucking since friday and you know regardless of whether or not he could actually uh obtain what we were talking about i was telling him to get on that the fucking day that he had his surgery, mm-hmm. you know, you have a cell phone, use it. You can fucking call people. And then if people don't answer you, get in your fucking car and go track those people down. You know, fucking do your due diligence yeah. and handle your shit. So, but we got it all under control now. And <clears throat> for the remainder of him and I's friendship, however long or short that may be, I will continue to force myself into the dad role and fucking yell at him all the time. As much as I possibly can. As as you, since you have exited Subaru and, but you're still fulfilling that dad role, I have taken upon myself to be the big brother role for him. Good, because I also have to fill a dad role for you a lot of the time. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. God, you've got fat Mark McGuire as a dad. And you don't reach out to him. I shouldn't have to yell at you. I like to try to do things on my own and then I fail. And you fail. <laughs> Pretty much every time. Please tell me your dad called you slugger. No. Oh, <laughs> no, he never it. called me slugger. Uh, Nick says, nice shirt, Tyler. Thanks, man. 
I want to come get some more of them here soon. So. Oh, Jennifer, she did a thing. What did you do, Jennifer? Did you buy a Rolo the Destroyer t-shirt from Teespring? There's nobody that I would rather see in a Rolo the Destroyer Destroyer shirt than fucking Jennifer. Right. I, I ordered one of those. I ordered a Heritage shirt and a JIC tank top. If I could get the Heritage shirt in yellow with red letters, I would have one right now. I would be wearing it. That's honestly what I would prefer as well, but I guess I guess the Podfathers. We can make that happen. Yeah, we can do it. All, all we need to do we is... We can make our own store. All we, all we need to do literally is send him a message and say, hey, add an alternate to yeah. the Heritage shirt. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. God damn it, Blaine. Oh, sorry, Nate. We didn't introduce our guest, Mr. Brandon. Yeah, we introduced you. Yeah, wait. We yeah, introduced first ever guest. Yeah. First ever guest, Brandon Stone. Did, like, did you say my name though? I did. Oh, sorry, okay. I had to do some <laughs> Come exposition on, because I had it bottled inside since like Saturday. Dude, I, I get. I kind of feel you. I kind of feel you. I mean, I felt really bad for the kid. I mean, oh, really. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, and you know, because when something like that happens, I mean, it can catch anybody off guard. Mm-hmm. And then of course he's so worried. Nate's he's on about- it. He's about to have <laughs> he's about to have surgery in like an hour and he's freaking out about how much it's going to cost. Right. And I'm like, dude, stop right you can, now. You can you make have, payments. You have no control over this. Mm-hmm. And like, You need to relax and try and calm down. Yeah. That way you can go and get your shit taken care of. Worry about that stuff after because this isn't. I mean, thankfully, thankfully, it didn't rupture. Right. And, you know, completely. What? Oh, he says, oh, yeah. <laughs> Introducing you. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, classic I, Nate. I, I went and saw him on Saturday uh, to kind of just make sure he was still yeah. alive, and he's doing good. You know, he's healing well. Yeah, he came in Monday, just normal as ever. He still yep. smells like a bag of dicks. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, normal as ever. Right. <laughs> so he came in Monday, and they sent him home. Is that how they did it? Basically, kind of. Uh, without going into too much detail right. here, uh, he's, he's got to get more uh, official. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess shit taken care of as far as like the whole medical issue at work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it, it's very, it, it very much sucks for him because obviously, I mean, much to my surprise, he was pretty much acting every bit of normal, moving normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, he probably would be sore as shit, but like. He showed me his wounds. Yeah. How He's bad got was three it? of them. Yeah. He, he almost showed me his ding-dong when he yeah, showed it. Yeah, I know. He, he, went, he just kept going, and I'm like, ah. Did they like, give him a bikini line cut? No, 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 no. It was, like, right here. It was, like, right in the spot where, like, your pubic hair doesn't grow at all. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, right below your gut. Yeah. That's where they went. Hmm. Yeah, he for showed the, me the all, lowest, of this, most... all of this right in front of the group leader desk in the yeah. morning meeting. He's like, yo, check it out. He doesn't surprise me anymore, really. <laughs> I know, I know. It's... I don't know that he can at this point. Because, it, 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 you know, it's more dad mode on my part. <laughs> but, like, I just... Not that my expectations are low of him, because for as dumb as Cameron can be and as, you know, impulsive and as many bad decisions as he ma- as he can make, he's a pretty responsible kid. Yeah. When he wants to be. Yeah. I'm not saying he is he's all the time. He's a very capable any, kid as well. He's also very intelligent and very capable. He just has to have the right kick in the ass every now and then to, to put him back on track. So he's he's got a lot of fuckhead in him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That can also be a response to environment too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? Mm-hmm. Um uh PSA. 
we are not allowed to say Eric Brooks's name on this show anymore. <laughs> Why is that? Oh, um, because there are people around town that he doesn't want uh, his name heard on this show, uh, and he does not want to be associated with this show. <laughs> okay, well, so uh, for, from henceforth, when we're speaking of him, we will refer to him as Erica Brookstone. Uh, thankfully, I think Eric Brooks is a fucking douchebag, so I'll yeah. say it as much as I want to say know. it. He asked me, he's like, can you can you not say my name on the show anymore? I'm like, why? And I can't make any promises. <laughs> he's like, and he, ex- he went and explained it to me, and I was like, well, I can't make any promises, and I definitely can't speak for Tyler. <laughs> uh, he's like, he can say whatever the fuck he wants about me, fucking douchebag, blah, 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 fucking going off. Yeah, you were there. <laughs> I think you were yeah, there. Uh, I heard about it. So yeah. I'm going to go buy seven Subaru Ascents tomorrow, and then I'm going to tell you all about it for the next six months. Yeah. So that makes that make that, uh, that's Jer- because I'm a douchebag. Jeremiah got him pretty flustered because uh, I, I do you, you heard you the made Chuck fun of story. his man bun that he had no? six months ago. No. Uh, so I, I don't know the exact story, but uh, basically he was talking to someone, I think either Joe or Jennifer about um, truck nuts. <laughs> oh, oh, OK. And he, right. I, he's I like, all this. He's like, Eric, you look like a guy that would have that on his truck. <laughs> And Eric was like, so just. He actually has him on his truck and his Subaru Ascent. <laughs> he put a hitch on the Ascent. Yes. He was so just uncomfortable with this comment that he started going around asking people, "Do I look like a guy with a hot?" Yes. Okay, so absolutely. That that is hilarious because way earlier back in my career, and when I worked with Jay when he was just a regular online associate, I convinced him one day he was depressed. Okay. <laughs> I was completely bored out of my mind. And I was working with him like I think three times that day. And I like Jay. I could talk to Jay. He's a, he's a really good guy. And the issue is he would get bored and just want to argue. And his go-to arguments were Xbox is better than PlayStation. Okay. I, I, I debunked that years ago. Right. And then uh, Iron Man could beat up Batman. Okay. And we would just go back and forth with that. And eventually I got tired of that crap. But I... Hey, one, Brandon. Did you know that Iron Man could beat up Batman? That's exactly how, Is it, that how it started. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Just when he was bored. <laughs> and after about like a third time, I looked at him. I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm not taking the bait. But anyway, I just one day, one day after about an hour, I'm like, Jay, are you OK? <laughs> yeah, why? Oh, man, you just seem a little down. No. All right, man. Well, I mean, you want to talk. I'm here, man. You know, we... no, dude, I'm fine. <laughs> a little while later goes by. Are you sure, man? Are you You're like, what? I'm you like, just planted the seeds. Dude, yes. And uh, I spent, see, that was probably around five o'clock on a fourth, like, you know, second shift was 4.30 start. Five o'clock that day. So five, it was early. 5 p.m. And we went all the way till three o'clock at night. <laughs> and literally, like, I was like, I don't know, man. You just seem like, just, you just seem like you're slouching more. You seems like, seems like you got a lot of weight on your shoulders. No, no pep, dude, I'm no fine. No pep in your step, man. Like, no, I'm fine. And then finally, he asked his wife at break, "Have I seemed depressed to you?" And she said, "Yes." Oh fuck. <laughs> and then he kept asking people to work, and they kept saying yes. That's my shit right there. Hell yeah. Um, so <laughs> he got so mad. He's like. 
I don't, I don't even know when I got depressed. <laughs> just, I'm like, well, you know, sometimes, sometimes we just, we get into a funk in our lives. Sometimes it just kind of creeps up on you like that. Mm-hmm. And then he kept trying to argue and say he wasn't depressed. And I kept turning his words around on him. And finally he's like, man, I'm, t- I'm, you just keep turning my words around on me. I'm like, how do I keep doing that? He goes, cause you're smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> shit but i mean as as funny as that is there is a lot of truth to that you know you might have uh, a bad night's rest Mm -hmm. you might you know you might actually get a little bit more sleep than you normally do and it it throws your your fucking hormones and everything else that's going on in your body just a little bit out of whack and then it just slowly you get more and more comfortable with feeling that way and then that leads to depression and you don't even know it Exactly. So there is a lot of, I mean, even though it was a joke, there's a lot of truth to that. And unless you have somebody else, or unless you're extremely cognitive of, of your own, I mean, if you can just do like your own out-of-body experience and say, man, I've been fucking off lately. It's very difficult to do that mm-hmm. because a lot of times we are just so uh, trapped into what we are doing. Trapped right. in our current situation, we are focused forward. We are looking at this. We got this coming up. I got mm-hmm. this coming up. I got to do this. I got to mow the yard when I get home. I got to take my kid here. I got to do this and do that. And that we still don't have time for self-reflection. Mm-hmm. So yeah. then that kind of stuff does kind of creep up on you. And then you don't even know why or you don't even understand it. And it's not even until you start looking back at your current situation or your current workload or whatever it is that is kind of like, you know, placing you in this sort of uh, state of emotion. Right. It's not until you do that that you can try to make changes to that. Because Mm -hmm. sometimes, like, other people will definitely notice before you do in that kind of situation. Well, and it's always tough for those other people, too. Like, Like, if you were having a bad day, right out of the gate, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call you out on it, but if for like six months or, you know, not, not even that long, but like six weeks, right? you know, if you and I work together every day and you're having the same kind of day every day, I would probably reach out and say, Hey man, what's going on? Right. But it, it, we, as people are so prideful, number one, but number two, and I know you feel the same way as I do. And I know you do too. We don't like to get involved in other people's business. Yes. So whatever, it, and, you know, I said it a lot while I was at Subaru, and I've said it a lot on this show. As long as your personal life isn't affecting my personal life, that's none of my business. The moment it affects my personal life or my uh, my work life, then, that, then, then yeah. it becomes my business. But, you know, I, I'm not one to meddle in somebody mm. else's affairs unless, you know, they're going down the wrong path or, you know, they basically open the door for me. So that's another little little PSA. For people, if you're if you're if you're going through some shit, reach out because pe- people. Oh yeah, always you. reach out. There will always be someone there, mm-hmm. whether whether the first or second person reacts the way you want. There's always someone out yep. there, regardless. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's so. That's so funny that we talk about that. And on the very first episode of Podcast <laughs> we talked about because it was right around the time Chester oh, and uh, yeah Chris Cornell yeah Chris Cornell yeah because so, we were still kind of reflecting on that yeah we yeah. got we got real deep into like our depression and shit was that that was a really tough time for me too i mean obviously i was a big fan of chester's but chris cornell Cornell. was up on a pedestal for me so when he went it's like fuck (laughs) yeah yeah you know i mean because that guy had everything in life you know a beautiful family a fucking fantastic career 
you know, the guy was in his fucking forties and looked great or, yeah. you know, fifties. You, you, you could even say that maybe his full greatness had not even yet been achieved. Right. Like when you, my favorite stuff from him is always just him with a with, with an acoustic guitar with oh, very yeah, few definitely. people. His I solo like, stuff is fucking yes. fantastic. As much as I like Soundgarden and the stuff he did with Audio Slave, that stuff's great. <clears throat> but just him with the guitar, whether it's his song or somebody else's, how much he can pour his soul into that. Chris Cornell was a one of a kind vocalist. Amen in to my that. opinion. Amen to that. And no, no one else sounds like him. Nobody sounds like nobody him. sounds very like him. few people have that vocal range that he had. Um, and you know, I, I also love the acoustic stuff that he did in it and his solo stuff was fantastic. My favorite Chris Cornell stuff was the temple of the dog stuff. Mm, yeah. You know, the combination of Eddie Vedder and Chris Cornell together two of the most iconic vocalists of all time, uh, that fucking did it for me. And shortly before he passed away they and temple of the dog announced a fucking tour that they were doing in california it was a four show tour Mm -hmm. and i got really fucking bummed because i couldn't you know at that point in my life i couldn't feasibly fly to california for a fucking concert even though i have family and i would have been able to have you know free room and board what have you i couldn't justify spending basically a thousand dollar mini vacation you know uh because the tickets were fucking outrageous sure and then you know, with a rental car and the actual, you know, everything together, that was going to be a pretty expensive little trip. Yeah. And then yeah. right around the time that I started to, to really fucking crunch numbers, I was going to go. I was going to buy tickets. And then he fucking offed himself. So I got really bummed. Yeah, I was about to say, such a bummer. And, and Such you, a bummer. You look through the industry, you know, artists always get really upset when another artist, they lose another artist or... You know, they take their own life or whatever, you know. But you look at, at some of the shit that Eddie Vedder did after Chris passed, it fucking hit a lot of people really hard. And then, you know, Chester's the same way. Yeah. So. the It's from the Lincoln Parks uh, Chester Memorial concert when they played uh, Numb and they just had a spotlight. On the, on the microphone stand, mm-hmm. and the entire crowd sang it. Yeah, that's, that, that was really, that really powerful was, stuff. That was so powerful. That was um, like that was like so perfect, and I never would have thought like that, like something like that could like trigger so many different emotions, mm-hmm. especially when you have that many people who are there. I mean, they're there just because they, I mean they love Chester. Yeah, and, and they're all sharing in that moment together. Yep. and it's not just the people that were in that crowd; it's all the people that still watch that video today. If you pull that video up on YouTube, and you don't have to. But that video has fucking over a million views sure, yes. and, it, and it reached that number very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. So the amount of people that we take for granted, you know, and we've talked about it a lot on the show and, you know, you and I have talked about it a lot personally. We take for granted for, if I can. It's a podcast, so obviously I can't talk. We take for granted what artists do for us, you know, mentally. Mm hmm psychologically however you know spiritually however you want to label it it doesn't really matter we as people take that for granted a lot of times and it's sad it it, it really means a lot when you get a chance to meet those people oh mm-hmm. yeah i was about to say uh, that exactly you know <laughs> like uh i mean i i met these guys iced earth so many times now it's now it's almost just like a hey how you doing thing <laughs> the first time i ever got to meet john i had tears in my eyes i shook his hand and i said thank you so much for doing what you do mm-hmm. there was a time in my life where nothing else 
spoke to me, but for like a few songs that you wrote 20 years ago, you know, whatever, whatever it was, whatever you felt or wrote then has affected me at the right time. He goes, so, so for thank you, like I'll be a fan for life because you changed my life in that, in that moment. Like when no one else, where I, when, when I felt like I couldn't, you know, trust anybody else, like we said, or anything like that, mm-hmm. that spoke to me and made me reflect in on myself and made me make changes to myself or whatever I needed to do. And he beamed up at me and said, that's why I do what I do. That's Hell awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, he, like, the look on his face was, like, he Genuine? Was, yes. And that was awesome. I mean, number one, like, he, I'm pretty sure the jack was already flowing, so he was relaxed. You know, sometimes when you meet him, he can be a little intimidating. Just because, he, like, because he knows who he is. He knows who you are. Right. Hey, how you doing? But when I, I walked up and said that to him, like, probably stuttering my ass off. But uh, it, that was an awesome, like, just a little interaction. Mm-hmm. You know, and then of course, right after that, uh, when we circle back around for the for the picture, me and my wife kind of stood there, not really knowing where to where to stand. I mean, we take a picture <laughs> with a van, right? And then uh, he grabbed my wife, and he grabbed me, and pulled me in for a hug. And the picture, the person who snapped the picture, is him doing this, looking at me, smiling, going to grab me, and that's when the picture got taken. And, he, and I'm sitting there like. You see me, I'm like, so like, I don't know, am I posing now? What's funny, because then the next time I met them, that they must have the same picture taker. They <laughs> just so like inopportune because then we stood there and waited. I'm almost ready. And then I sort of do this and that's when they take the picture. So the, the picture is me going, huh? <laughs> What? No, oh. that, that's that's really cool. I mean, we don't always have the opportunity to tell the people mm-hmm. uh, yeah. that really have affected us that that uh, you know we we go through these periods of emotion and we tend to listen to the music that draws that emotion out more. Yes, mm-hmm. and so you you connect with that music, and sometimes sometimes that music in fact saves you. Sometimes that sure. that music Absolutely. makes you feel it, it brings you solace, it brings you peace, and we don't always get to meet the people who create that feeling for you. Exactly. Yeah. Chris Cornell was, was that guy for me, you know? And I, I wish I seriously, I sincerely wish you could have met. Yeah. And I knew, met too, I knew too, but I, you know, I, I've, I've told this story a couple of times on the show, but the time that I met, uh, Jared Leto in 30 seconds to Mars, mm-hmm. how genuine and down to earth they were, um, and how unfamiliar I was with their music. At that time, I had just discovered them when I met them, and they still accepted me with open arms, you know, as their number one fan, even though I was just some guy off the street that going into that concert, I my opinion was, it's just another spoiled actor trying to make more money. That was my opinion of Jared Leto and 30 Seconds to Mars. So when I left that concert all those years ago, my experience of watching their show that they put on and meeting all of them. And it wasn't just a, hi, how are you doing? I'm going to sign this and move you on. Mm-hmm. It was a solid five to 10 minute long conversation with every member of the band. See, and that's what I love about that kind of stuff. And that's what these guys mm-hmm. did. Uh, even the last time we got to spend 20 minutes with these guys mm-hmm. asking any questions we wanted. And then I hear uh, a band like Slayer, you spend $1,500 to go meet Slayer and they, they bring you in sign, They sign whatever 
take your picture and you're 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 ushered out. Right. There is no uh, one-on-one time, and uh, Metallica is is they're so different. You don't wait in a line to meet to meet them. They move their way down the line one by one. You don't meet the whole band all at once. You meet one member at a time. Yeah. And they individually come up to you and talk to you, and they'll sign whatever you have to sign, and and then they will talk whatever you want to talk about. And then of course they got to make time for everybody, so you right. can't take up all their time. Yeah. But they're so personable like that. Right. And I love that because then I I've heard um, uh, there was a guy that we used to work with, a huge Kiss fan. <laughs> he said he would never pay to meet Kiss because at one it's going to be sixteen thousand dollars, right? And then you're not even going to really meet Kiss. You're going to go in there, get a picture, and leave. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing this, uh, uh, seeing this video where this guy he was either going to do an, a quick interview with Kiss, and or or get a picture with him or whatever. But he was like, uh, he was wearing an Iron Maiden T-shirt, and I guess they were also playing at the same kind of festival. And Paul Stanley's like, "What shirt are you wearing?" He's like, "Oh, oh, it's, it's Iron Maiden." No, you no, take that shirt off. You're not going to interview me wearing that shirt. Yeah. He's like, what? He goes, he thought he was joking. He goes, no, serious. Take that shirt off. They made him take that shirt off and turn it inside out. See, that's, I've, I've read and heard a lot of stories about kiss that are almost identical to that. And that's why that's part of the reason that I have never really gotten into kiss mm-hmm. because if you are that full of yourself and you put yourself on that high of a pedestal, you don't need us fans. No. Yeah. You know, regardless yeah. of the, you know regardless of the fact that that I don't care for your music if you are going to conduct yourself that way I don't need to put forth my time and effort to support you because you're obviously supporting yourself yeah clearly you know but but that and I going along with what you with what you said I was one of the first people in line um, for kind of that meet and greet with 30 seconds to Mars and it wasn't a VIP thing mm-hmm. it was Jared and the rest of the band played their show, and when they got done, he said, we're going to get a drink of water, and we're going to dry off, you know, because they put on a hell of a show. He said, we're going to get a drink of water, we're going to dry off, and then we will be out in the hallway at a table. As many of you, all of you, come and meet us, we will all meet, every one of us will meet with every one of you. And I was one of the first people in line um, because, you know, I just happened to have to go to the bathroom at that time. So I fucking sprint out, go to the bathroom and I get right in line. And as I left that line, you know, Jared was the last one that you got to meet with. As I walked away from him, I turned around and looked and, you know, it was, uh, at Conseco Fieldhouse before they remodeled it into Baker's life. Yeah. So, you know, it's got that, those long sweeping hallways around the first floor, mm-hmm. that fucking first floor, the hallway was wrapped all the way oh, around. Shit. There were so many people, I couldn't see where the line ended. And I stood there for probably five minutes, and they spent the same amount of time with every single person that was after me. You know, they they actually stayed there all the way until almost the end of Seether's set. And there was like a 25-minute interlude, and then Seether took the stage after them. Seether was almost done playing before they had finished with all the people that went. Damn. So they spent a long time or a good amount of time with every single fan that came up to them. And more artists need to do stuff like that. It's impressive. I mean, I understand they all have lives. Yeah. You know, time is money and they're tired. The road life is obviously not kind to anyone. No, but that to me. It means so much. Yes, it does. Because then you, 
you're forging a relationship with your listener, with mm -hmm. your audience, with your with, with your individual. And that means so much because then that person, you were, you're going to feel special to them. Yep. And then now they mean even more to you because you know, those are cool guys. Those are cool guys who aren't going to be facetious about, uh, a, a shirt or, right. you know, uh, this, hey, or that. you can stand in this line. If you buy the $75 t-shirt, <laughs> uh, speaking of that, yeah, that's how much, that's about how much it cost me to, to meet trivium. Which they they all they all individually took the time to talk to all of us mm -hmm. as well. That was really cool. All the remains was a lot cheaper. I had just buy had to I had to buy a twenty dollar t shirt and pay twenty I think twenty more dollars. So mm -hmm. it was forty bucks. But it's not fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. No, no. And you know, and and we got to sit and talk to all of them as well. Uh, with all the remains, it was so I went I went there. Mike and Joanna were there. Yeah. And then it was me. Nick Torres, Alan Dawson, and Nate Vanderwall. That that was our group that we went mm -hmm. together with. Hell of a group. Yeah, uh, and it's it's funny because we ended up taking the picture with uh, the vocalist from Sons of Texas, and it just look it doesn't look like a hey we're getting a picture with this guy. It just looks like a regular like we're a bunch of friends hanging on each other <laughs> picture. You know the picture. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like and the and and the vocalist is just like. <laughs> I don't really want to be these here guys. right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here with these guys. And it's gays. funny because the picture, the picture, the individual picture I got, I got with him, uh, he just looks high as fuck. <laughs> and it very well could have been. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, but no, with all the remains, like here, here I am. I'm, I'm meeting Phil Abani. Are you excited to see me? Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm meeting Phil Abani, like one of my favorite vocalists. And I get to tell him, Hey dude, I've, I've been wanting to see you guys for years. I have, I have absolutely loved your music and you know, it, it it's i don't think i told him it's gotten me through any rough times but like i was like it's it's just meant a lot of me like the lyrics that you write and mm -hmm. the vocals you put out so i just i just i'm just so glad i can meet you and tell you that and he was all about it he was like dude that's so cool and then nick comes in behind me after i'm done talking to him he's like so you're a patriots fan <laughs> <laughs> <You're not> in, <laughs> he immediately just starts talking shit about shit about the Patriots because he's a Bears fan. Ooh, the Bears, <laughs> the shits. That is such a tourist. It bro. is. That is that is like the most tourist thing he could have done. <laughs> he just immediately starts talking shit about the Patriots. That doesn't surprise me at all. And you don't even know him. I know Nick very little, and that doesn't surprise oh. me at all. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mm. Good times. Good times. All the times. So yeah, this is episode fifty. I'm gonna I'm gonna remind everybody several times. Yeah, man. this is episode fifty. You know, it's it's crazy to think because are 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 you about to fucking exposition about all the all the fucking times that we've had on the show? We're gonna look later. Back. Are you gonna look back? So to every episode, one of the one first by one? one of the first episodes of Journey into Comics I was on was episode fifty. One of yeah, like yeah I think that was actually the second. Second, episode. yeah, yeah. Because we did the metal cast, and then we did episode fifty, followed by a metal cast, <laughs> which was episode fifty-two. So, <laughs> the the funny thing is, like, you guys had this big plan for episode fifty, and you know, ended up being huge, and here we are at episode fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a regular episode. Well, it just fits with the no, theme it, of our show. It, it did go I mean, deep. We did. We went back to episode did, one. We did, which is the most unpodcastrophy episode that was, that has ever been. 
And we did, and we went deep again. Mm -hmm. So we have, in a way, in tone reflected. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Don't worry, folks. I've got a lot of dumb shit to talk about later. <laughs> awesome. Because I really, I the only topics I I'm really actually have. actually lying to you. I don't have a lot of dumb shit to talk about. But I'm sure I could come up with something. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, what are you trying to say there? Uh, I need an adult. Back the fuck down. I had one thing, maybe. We'll see. Okay. I need an adult. Um, so Luckily, we have one. Mr. Stone. Oh, he's in the, he's the adult in this room. Shucks. The only topics I really have are involved just this being episode fifty. Your transition into a woman. That's not public yet. Oh. <laughs> um. Oh. We'll talk about that later. All right. Later in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Next time should, on Dragon Ball Z. Go ahead and make the big announcement. Let's wait till towards the end of the show to do that. We're going to wait towards the end of the show, so stick around. I, I have a couple things to talk about okay. that kind of go along with the same tone that we're talking about. Okay, go for it. So here recently, uh, I've had a lot of time to kind of hang out by myself at work, and I'm allowed to have headphones in while I'm at work. So I've been finishing a podcast that ended last year, but... It's a three-year-long podcast, and it's called The Adventure Zone. Uh, are either of you guys familiar with My Brother, My Brother, and Me? Nope. Okay, it's three guys from West Virginia. Two of them work for Polygon. I don't remember what the other brother does, but they have this show called My Brother, and Bro My, My Brother, My Brother, and Me. It's a comedy podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. They do, I mean, it's basically just, like, imagine Saturday Night Live, but good. <laughs> and totally podcast form. So they decided a couple years ago, I think in late 2015, that they were going to play Dungeons & Dragons on a podcast and call it The Adventure Zone, but they were going to bring their dad in. Their dad was 60 at the time. <laughs> so they started playing the game and recording it, and it went for over three years, and... Uh, the guy that DM'd for that campaign quickly went away from the pre-written stuff and started writing the story himself. And, excuse me, after basically a three-year-long podcast, I can say with utmost certainty that I got, I have the privilege, I had the privilege of listening to one of the greatest stories that I've ever had told. And, you know, during... During my time at work the last month, you know, I finished it. You know, I had listened to to basically the first six months, and then I didn't have time to listen to any other podcast besides our own and Joe Rogan. I mean, that's pretty much, you know, I dabbled throughout the network and your guys' stuff, but I didn't have time to focus on one. And over this last month, I fucking finished it. I went episode after episode all yeah. day long. Um and the story just kept getting better and better. And, you know, my foreman would come up to me as I was giggling with my fucking headphones on. And why the fuck are you just standing here laughing to yourself? Well, what they said on the podcast was really funny. And then, you know, they would tug at another emotional string and it would be really powerful. And the storytelling was just fantastic. So I recommend anybody that wants to listen to a good fictional podcast, listen to The Adventure Zone, but appreciate... Kind of going back full full circle here, back to the beginning of our conversation. 
appreciate the things that creators do for us because they're not just doing it for them. They're doing it for yeah. us. For sure. So now I have a big void in my life that I finished <laughs> the Adventure Zone and my good friend Andy Dietrich that I really want to get on this show but also works at Electrician Life and is busy. Um, him and I, he finished the Adventure Zone not long before I did and we're at the same place. We have this huge void and we have looked and looked and there is nothing similar to that that we can fill fill that spot with. So I'm a little bit sad well, definitely, uh, but something you will not be filling that void with anytime soon on a major, major platform is the Alex Jones podcast. Yeah, nice <laughs> fucking segue, Brandon. Oh, hell yeah. You fucking got it. Still got it. So something I wanted to talk about was Alex Jones getting banned on Apple, Facebook, and YouTube. Mm -hmm. Now, this is sort of like, it, it, it's got a mixed result and a mixed reaction across the board, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the funniest thing I did see is something that that our, that our good friend Blaine shared. It was uh, Alex Jones yelling, <laughs> shirtlessly yelling into the void of Google+. Plus. Uh, that made me giggle. Now, first off, I want to mention, I gave this guy money once. Wait, you did? I did. I was subscribed to PrisonPlanet.tv okay. in 2010, maybe 2011. And I have watched several of the documentaries. And I used to listen to the show pretty religiously. Um, the thing is, I don't necessarily disagree because he didn't play by the, their platform's <clears throat> rules. And what I mean by that is that I don't necessarily want anybody to get banned because of their opinion. That's not what I want. That's right. not what anybody should want. That's mm -hmm. big brother. That's some 1984 exactly. shit that we don't want. And happening. he's claiming that's what it is, but they're claiming that he violated their terms of policy YouTube and Facebook both have put strikes on his stuff mm -hmm. before, but hesitated on actually fully full out banning him. Maybe just for fear out of being ostracized by themselves and Apple being Apple who can, who is free and they can do anything they want. <laughs> right. Apple. Who's going to challenge Apple? Nobody. You know, Apple takes away your fucking, uh, 3.5 millimeter Jack and tells you to suck it. And, <laughs> and you do, it uh, very very much in protest but you go well god no i'm not gonna like this but <laughs> can i charge at the same time no mm, all right you have to go <laughs> buy these really expensive wireless ones i had already well, i had already moved that, into no, no, that no, no, world. Hold, on, hold on real quick i saw a, an article on facebook the other day that apple is a whatever number billion dollar company okay yeah and it showed a picture of of the iphone uh charging cables throughout the generations yes. <laughs> and they're all identical where they're fucking frayed and broken like right where that plastic piece is at the bottom this is like a fucking 30 billion dollar company or 90 billion dollar company whatever it is and they're still fucking giving all you people that buy their shit this fucking three dollar fucking charging cable that frays and breaks in the exact same spot every time as much as they try to improve and say well this this one's going to fit in there better the port's going to be fine it's not going to break as less if it, it breaks in the exact same spot yep exact, the exact same, same spot <laughs> i've never had that happen on me really I, so you're really careful with, with your iphone stuff i'm yeah like the the majority of people just don't know how to handle things I've never had an iPhone and never planned to. Me either. Every Thank time you. my wife says, take my picture, I go, uh. <laughs> the, one, the one thing that I do, and this is hard for me to say a lot of times, because I am 
I'm I'm a guy that boycotts fucking Apple. I will not buy into their fucking agenda. I will not let Apple monopolize any more shit with my money. Um, Because Apple, like Disney, Disney's going to merge with Apple, and then at that point, they will fucking be our overlords. (laughs) Uh, When that happens, you know, they'll fucking absorb Comcast, and the world will just go to shit. Um, But they have a better camera than everybody. I mean, there's, there's... not an Android phone. I mean, some Android phones are like, look, our camera's better than iPhone. My wife's iPhone is like three fucking generations behind my phone, and it takes ten times a fucking better picture <laughs> than mine does. What do you have? I have a S8 Plus. I have a S9 Plus, and I think it looks decent. It looks pretty good. No, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that my phone takes bad pictures, but especially like video... What? When my wife is taking video, I do not know what they've got fucking tucked into that little magic box of fucking conundrum. But which iPhone does she have? She's got an S8 Plus. An no, iPhone. She's, she's got S8 an S7 Plus. It's the fucking red one. Whatever the red one was. iPhone 7 Plus. Does it bother you when they have that little, like, thing where, like, when you take a picture, it takes a short thing of video? So when you're live, I love those. Well, like, it looks like you're flipping through a goddamn Harry Potter gallery. Because everybody, like, slowly moves a little bit. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Some of it, some of it is cool sometimes because, like, especially we take a lot of pictures of my kid. So mm-hmm. we get to see my kid doing a lot of weird shit when we're taking <laughs> so, pictures. A couple years ago. But I do... Let me let me okay. finish real quick. I okay. do have to concede to Apple. They've got the fucking camera market. I don't know who they fucking killed and fucking <laughs> kidnapped and are keeping prisoner that are fucking manufacturing their cameras and their fucking camera technology for them. But they've got that fucking market pegged. Mm-hmm. No one's going to touch that. Uh, but I still agree that my phone is better in every way. They're definitely keeping Alex Jones prisoner because <laughs> at the right. moment... At the moment, uh, he can pretty much scream into the void that is his website. I do believe they still have his, his app up, so you can still get his app on the app store. I can't say for sure. Well, it was. It may be down now. But, all right, so a lot of people are pretty much, you know, trying to, you know, they're sticking up for him. And I think Alex Jones is about right 30% of the time. There's there's a lot of people sticking up for him that I would have never expected. Right, well, okay. In terms of just, like, free speech, now... I believe in free speech, 110 mm-hmm. fucking percent. But where do free speech is only allotted in so many places and areas to the point of like, we do not have free speech at work. Slimer. Oh, we cannot say whatever we want at work. You know, it's in it's by place to the place, time, location. Well, if, you are you are not on your time. You are on Subaru. Exactly fucking automotive indiana's time all right so like the first amendment protects our our speech in a public setting a lot of times these apps uh social medias they all they all have terms of service to where you know you have to abide by them you have to agree to them right you know i can't get on facebook right now and take a picture of my dick exactly that's a part of their fucking terms and conditions i cannot show nudity on their page it doesn't matter if it's my dick or your dick, or a fucking elephant's dick, they don't want fucking dicks strung along the fucking interweb. Where are we? I don't, I don't want them either. How, you don't, how you don't are we count. streaming? He's, he's a dick. His name is Blaine. Mm, uh, yeah, that, they, yes, that is right. He is That's Blaine. how we get around it. <laughs> My name is Blaine Tyner. Yeah. Uh, so Just I found... Dick. 
It's a silent dick. <laughs> I like it. Um, so I found on the Infowars.com terms of service when you create oh, yeah. an account. Mm-hmm. You told me this earlier. Yes, this I, I told you this like last week. Yeah. Um, so when you go to create an account on on Infowars and you want to uh, comment on the articles and videos or whatever, you have to agree to a terms of service, and they are: you will not post anything libelous, defamatory, harmful, threatening, harassing, abusive, invasive of another's privacy, hateful. Racially or ethnically objectable or otherwise illegal. You will not make threats to other users or people not associated with the site. If you violate these rules, your post and or username will be deleted. Remember, you are a guest here. It is not censorship if you violate the rules and your post is deleted. All civilizations have rules and if you violate them, you can expect to be ostracized from the tribe. So Mr. Jones, from this guy's point of view, uh, you have really incited violence in people. Some of your some of your listeners have the IQ of a, of a fucking number two pencil. They believe every word you say, not just some. You do have some good points, sir. You definitely do. I'm not going to st- come back and say that everything that you've preached is 100% wrong because it isn't. I listened. I paid you. I understand. I learned. I understand who and what you are as a content provider and creator and personality. Mm-hmm. You also testified in court that you're just a performance actor. So... I mean, that's that's that, that's there. The problem is when you start violating the terms of service of your publisher or of your platforms, you cannot see, needlessly cry and say censorship. Right. Sorry. But you also have to play by the rules that you also outlined in your own website. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not coming out here to say that I'm not I, I didn't come out here and say anything. I could have said so much more shit about some of the stuff that he's done, said or you know, right or wrong. I'm going to have sex with your six-year-old. You know, that, and taken out of context, of course. But right. then also some of this, all the difference, anybody watching or listening can easily go and look at anything, okay? Anything at all from what he said about certain big things in the last couple of years. People have also, who don't work for him anymore, have gone on a statement to say that he has fundamentally changed. When I listen to him, it didn't matter if you were left. It didn't matter if you were right. The enemy is the government. It is everybody. They're just one party. They're they're all working together. Mm-hmm. And now he is a nothing but a conservative shill for news. Speaking that same thing, always attacking one side. And he went where the money is. Right. I understand it, but I don't respect it. The only the only and I totally agree with everything that you just said. The only thing that I would kind of say it's it's a slippery slope, and I think mm-hmm. some of the people are looking at it as okay, this is a basically a celebrity. We're, yes. we're going to call him a celebrity, TV personality, you know, social media celebrity, whatever you want to label Alex Jones as. Yes. Um, companies, businesses have basically said, well, we are not going to allow him to preach whatever it is he preaches. I think a lot of the people look at it from the perspective that I do that, okay, what if Apple wakes up tomorrow and says, okay, well, we don't potentially like Ben Shapiro's Mm -hmm. slightly, and I'm not even going to label it slightly because I used to, I personally used to have a lot of respect for Ben Shapiro. And then as his personality has continued to grow and develop, 
more times than not, he's bringing religion into a place that there should not be religion. And I don't, I'm a religious guy in my own way, but I do not buy into the big three fucking, you know, religious businesses. Pepsi, mm-hmm. Coke, Dr. Pepper. Thank you. Um, I, I just, when, when I'm involved in politics, which I try to stay as out of the loop on politics as I possibly can because I don't believe in the government and what government I do believe in is a fraction of what the one we have is I don't want to fucking hear about religion especially Christianity because I just I don't I don't want to hear it that's mm-hmm. not that's not that's not what I'm looking to educate myself on so if Apple wakes up tomorrow and they're like you know what we really don't want any of this Christianity stuff on our on our service and you know what? You're a conservative. We don't really like what conservatives have to say. Boom, you're gone. Now, I'm not saying it's going to get to that extreme by no, any means. Right. But I think a lot of people that are educated or worried is this opening the door for that 1984 Big Brother mentality. Sure. Are we opening the door for that kind of that happen on a level that isn't already happening? Yes. And uh you know what? It is funny because Alex Jones and Ben Shapiro have like this feud going on. Mm-hmm. They Sh- are not fans of each other. No. And uh, something that Alex has has said to Ben is that he wants to go up to San Francisco with some army buddies and take him down politically. He has started doing this lately. If you ever watch clips or videos of Alex, he gets all riled up and said, I'm going to take you out in the streets and finish you off politically. He's added that in, or he also says metaphysically, mm-hmm. because of how many times he has been sued for speaking that part and right. basically making they're baseless threats. He ain't gonna do shit. We know that, you know it, he knows it. However, it's just the idea of now he's covering his ass. Everybody needs to remember that he pretty much got cucked by Shobani. Right. It was like, I don't know if it was a year ago, year and a half ago. It's been a while. But he came out with these accusations that Shobani was involved with um, refugees in a child sex ring. Shobani, yogurt. They they make sour milk cream that you eat. Right. Is involved in child sex rings with the refugees coming out from Libya or wherever they were coming from. Um, maybe they were Syria. I think it was Syria. Roundabouts. Okay. It, I mean, forgive me if I don't Northern remember. Northern Africa or Middle East. Forgive it's kind me, of all the same yeah, place. Forgive me if I forget uh, the exact geographical location of said refugees a year or two and a year, two years later. It's kind of difficult to remember. <laughs> right. Well, they've pretty much said, uh, yeah, you can't do that. Uh, that isn't happening. And you can't go on your programs basically saying that. We're going we're gonna to take it to court. And then he pretty much challenged them on air. Do it. Come at me. You ain't going to do nothing. You want to give me that court. You want to get in my business, son? What happens when people get in my business? They ain't business long, pal. And the next week, on behalf of InfoWars, Alex Jones here, I'd like to apologize to Shabani Yogurt <laughs> for certain statements mentioned here on the program, on YouTube and on our and on our audio show, which will have been taken down and won't be reposted. He got fucking slammed. Well, because you can't... I mean, it's it's pretty well known... Uh, well, let me rephrase that. It should be pretty well known among uh, businessmen and women that you cannot slander mm-hmm. other businesses, other corporations. You cannot slander someone like that. No. If you have legitimate acquis- er, accusations, 
fucking bring them to whoever needs to see them. But you cannot just say, regardless of whether the fact you're a TV personality uh, and you're a performer on however you want to word it, you can't just say, yeah, Tyler McLaughlin here, podcaster for you're hearing it first. Heard it here Brandon, first, folks. Brandon Stone is running a giraffe sex ring. He's buff-fucking <laughs> all the giraffes at the Indianapolis <laughs> Zoo. I mean, I can't just, I can't slander you that way. No. Regardless of how comedic it is, regardless of how bullshit it is, I legally cannot say that about you without expecting uh, retaliation. Yes, exactly. Legally. Y- yes, of course. Because that and is absolutely I would expect ridiculous. If I, if I say that you're butt-fucking giraffes, <laughs> I would expect you to have a problem with me saying that you're butt-fucking giraffes. But <laughs> Instead, he's like, no, he's not wrong. No, no I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm butt-fucking all the giraffes. God, I gotta have a ladder for those things. But, you know, legally, I mean, I don't, I don't understand how... As a businessman or woman, regardless of what industry you work in, if you are that, uh, if you are that in the spotlight, how you do not have someone following you around all the time saying, "Okay, seriously, Brandon, we cannot fucking say that." Yeah, exactly. Legally, we cannot say that. It's hilarious. I love it. And uh, Brandon's over here, like thinking to himself. How did he know I'm that into drafts? Right. <laughs> but I mean, seriously though, legally, like how do you not have someone holding you accountable? Like number right. one, you should be holding yourself accountable. Oh, I understand you're filling a role and you're playing a part and doing whatever yeah. it is to make yeah. you the most money. You know, it's fucking capitalism. We all want to make money, but how are, how do you not have someone that's there like, Whoa, Hey pal, let's, <laughs> back it off. Let's, let's turn this from 11 down to about a seven and then it'll slide and it'll be okay. But I can't say that, you really shouldn't say that Brandon's butt fucking giraffes at the Indianapolis Zoo. And he's, like, we really should not say that. He has started to like rain it back. He the, and and he gets to the point where he gets he gets worked up. And he, and I'm sorry, folks, it's the family show. And he really he gets it's a family show. Can I just get some mad? And he hits something really hard, and you know goes off on a tangent. Now, okay, so. One thing I wonder is, okay, so all these services are now just like, all right, you can't, we're not going to put you on our airwaves or on our, or or showcase you in that manner because I'm sure they have some sort of protection for themselves in their own terms of service, but what are the odds that he could say or do something that is actually hurtful or harmful to someone or some people Mm -hmm. and uh, Facebook featured that and because he's, he paid for the sponsoring, it was not a sponsored post. So then does that mean that they could be liable in court for that? Absolutely. And so I totally understand and respect those platforms because they've got to look after their own. Right. And they got to look after like, you know, okay, look, this guy, we've had problems with him. We've asked him to stop and he's still doing it. Um, And then Apple's like, he's down. Take him down right now. Apple did it. We're okay. We won't be the bad guys. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, the only the only thing, and and again, I don't I don't disagree with you a bit. The only thing that I would like to see, um, there is a lot of, I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna just try and over encompass it as, uh, clickbaity topics. Yes. Uh, like some of the the feminism stuff, um, some of the Black Lives Matter stuff that I've seen is very controversial. 
Um, you know, they're not really doing anything different than Alex Jones was. And and don't get me wrong, when I say they, I don't mean all of them. I mean the extreme, the extremist side of their uh, media mm-hmm. platforms are doing it. Um, they should be held to the same standard. And if they're if they're not, then that's when I have a problem with it. Sure. Because I totally agree. Uh, just like any business has a right to refuse service to anyone, um, if Apple doesn't want Alex Jones fucking chanting his doctrine on their service, they have the right to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you if you showed up today, excuse me, if you showed up today and started saying something controversial enough to the point that it made me uncomfortable this episode would not air and I probably would not ask you to come back and it's no different I don't look at it as any different so he ha- he still has the freedom to do that on his own website and also on radio airwaves right. I, he's not been taken as I'm aware he hasn't been taken down from a general radio show that mm-hmm. he normally does where he's even placed at a higher form of possible censorship due to just language and, right. and you know and stuff like that um so like i there was something where like okay so youtube ended up taking down a number of his videos about sandy hook mm-hmm. because the parents got together well there there's so many lawsuits against alex jones on his accusations that sandy hook was uh, a staged event that no one actually died that they were all uh, crisis actors and and blah 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 going on and on the the accusations are numerous and varied um but the majority of the families and people that were involved in that incident banded together and they all fucking sued Alex Jones mm-hmm. and they got YouTube to take those videos down yes and um you which know. is only right no, yeah. In my opinion, it's only right because, um, you know, I'm not going to buy into his theory. I'm not going to discredit his theory. If Sandy Hook was a fucking hoax, cool. Alex Jones has been calling it out for a long time. If it really happened, then that is tragic and it's extremely fucking terrible. And you better be- have some primo fucking proof, right? Not Thank just, you. I saw this person here on the video and they were over here on the video. Now look at them. They're walking here. They're doing this. Not this little breakdown stuff. Because if I'm a parent. Absolutely. And I lose my six-year-old to a radical fucking shooter. And then he's going to sit there and say, that didn't happen to him. He's faking. The amount of rage. It's going to, like, I'm already I'm already traumatized at this point. Having right. lost my child in such a like severe way and you've got this nut job fucking saying that it was all fake buddy i i can't even explain the the amount of emotional rage i would have right it would like to me and and it's absolutely warranted to me these people are saints by taking it to court right because i would just be i can't even like fathom what i would do i would probably bring harm more so to myself you know, and then uh, you have listeners of his harassing these people, finding mm-hmm. out where they live, doxing them. Right. And they've had to move several times over the last couple of years. Which is one of the things that I have, a, you know, of, of 
I've tried to stay pretty neutral as far as Alex Jones goes because some of the stuff that he says I really buy into and I think is really accurate and people should hear and then a lot of the shit is bullshit, you know, for lack of a better term. Um, But at no point in any of this should his fans be fucking harassing people in their personal lives. That That's just fucking wrong. Yeah. That is absolutely wrong. Absolutely. And then also uh, the whole Pizzagate scandal mm-hmm. where he claimed there was a Washington, D.C. government child sex ring. He has to think of these child sex rings. Um, being run through the basement of a Do local... Do you think he's projecting? I don't think so. I think it's just an extremely controversial topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That especially with people that are parents like us and you are now a, uh, a step-parent, so... That should hit you at home. Oh, yeah. That should make you feel something. That that so will it's, trigger it's your, almost your defense sub- mechanism to help protect children. Th- thank yeah. you. It's a subliminal... Uh, I'm sorry. Again, it's a podcast. I can't talk. It's a subliminal clickbait. Uh-huh. You are instantly drawn to that topic. Wait, a sex ring? Child sex ring? What? You know, you, you should key in on that right away and have a problem with it. You know? Yeah. Now, a listener... Unless it's a giraffe sex ring. Okay, so... Oh, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right, so... <laughs> uh, he claimed it was ran out of the basement of this pizza place in D.C. A listener went to that place of business with a gun. Wanting to talk to these people. Mm-hmm. Now, thankfully, nobody was hurt. I can only imagine <laughs> what kind of shit would go down... Oh, God. ...if somebody was, in fact, hurt. Because this is, you know, this is America. People carry... Imagine a dude walking to your place of business with a rifle and you're like, if you feel threatened and if you have a gun, what are you going to do? Right. You, and then all of a sudden, either the either the person who walked in is injured or killed or one of the patrons. My if gosh. not many of if the that, patrons. Uh, patrons or even management or people who work there. And all because this place, it didn't even have a basement. It didn't exist. It was a fabrication mm-hmm. completely. It was a, he, it was a something that he ran with. And kept hammering it home each and every day. And I can only imagine the shitstorm if somebody was hurt. Thankfully, nobody was. Well, and and that, that's that's kind of a, a, a slippery slope and it's or slippery slope in itself because at that point, do you hold Alex Jones liable for that? He had in to apologize. My, in my mind, I would hold him liable for that because he is inciting violence mm-hmm. in other people. So and and that is one reason why I, I I will stand by the decision to remove him, because it's it's not about views, it's not about politics, it's about that kind of shit. Right. And that shit has happened, and it could possibly happen again, and it could be worse. Mm-hmm. Now the thing that okay, so after I realized kind of what he was and kind of what he did, and he made money off of people by driving their fears. Basically indoctrinating people. Well, I mean, he would make people feel like the we need to you know, rise up against our government. And, Which uh, I agree with. And they're going to come for us, and we need to live on the. You know, we're going to be living in the wild, all of us with our guns. And he would get so raged up, he would end that segment screaming, and then the next segment would be him selling ready-to-eat meals for you to live, eat while you're living on the wild. He's making money, right? I was like, blown, like, oh my gosh, I get it. So I quit listening for a little while, and then uh, I saw I saw a video on, like on his website. It was for the iPhone six. Do you remember that? Do you remember that piece of device? <laughs> yeah. Um, the iPhone six. <laughs> Uh, two decades ago, I remember the iPhone six. Well, anyway, so like it was pulling people's hairs when they would talk on the phone. So 
you know, you'd have your phone up here and like the little like plastic or metal on the side of it, it kind of pull your hair. Well, they were claiming that <laughs> there was a sensor in here I remember this that one. would scan your DNA and send it to the government. So basically Apple equals government, uh, which probably will happen at some point. But right. as of right now, they're two separate entities. <laughs> But basically, just, just look forward to that Disney Apple Comcast merger, folks. It's going to happen. Well, it's going to ruin the world. They already got your thumbprint on your phone. So they got your thumbprint and now they have your DNA. They got it for everybody. Everybody, all you shills that are buying Apple. And the dude had a, the dude who was doing this video. It wasn't Alex, but it was, he put, he, it was on his website. Mm -hmm. And he then, was basically advertising. Yes, it. exactly. And then he goes, what do you guys think? I really like this, by the way. Like, really is Apple really doing this? You, you guys decide. And there was a poll. And I'm like, break the fucker open. Yeah, crack that bad boy crack open. It open. Let's, Let's fucking this do shit. this, Let folks. It. Let's bury this thing once and for all. Do these guys yeah. have a, a, a component in here that is like pulling out hairs and they designed it for that little a little you, pincer? You know they were going to. And then there's like a producer in the, in the back of the stage going, no, 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 no. No, we can't afford it. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> can't afford so, another. Well, number one, number one, he makes, iPhone six. he is worth like multiple millions of dollars. He can't afford it. We have YouTube channels that buy a phone to blend it or drop it off a high building. Or uh, have you or seen the ones where they fucking, they drop them in like the, the fucking crusher machine. Yes. Oh, all those the are the deep. new ones. Or That's the new big one. The thousand degree knife versus iPhone six. Yes. yes. <laughs> the thousand degree knife. The, the little thousand degree iron knife ball. versus the fucking iron ball. The, yeah. The hydraulic presses were the, big for a while. I love the thousand, the thousand degree knife. You're a thousand degree knife. You're a thousand degree knife. You're so hot. You're a hot. belligerent fuck. I just called you hot. What? I said you're so hot. I'm so uncomfortable <laughs> right now. <laughs> Giraffes. Giraffes. You know what? All right. So there was a guy that used to work with us. Yeah, he was a Mexican dude. Spoke. He butt fucked giraffes. No, hold on now. I'm not sure what he does. And I really like giraffes. If I don't know if what it was this Marco, guy does. Then yeah. In his in his leisure time, I actually don't like giraffes. I think they're terrifying. Yes, if it was Marco, then yes. Well, well no, it wasn't Marco. It was oh, some damn. other dude. He was a Mexican dude, and uh, he spoke very little English. But we, I, I, I taught him plentiful amounts of words that he will need to get by in life. Like, yes. I have to pee. I taught him <laughs> F R E E. That spells free. Creditreport.com, baby. I taught him. <laughs> I'm loving it. <laughs> I taught him a lot of these things. Okay. I used to remember that whole jingle. I used to be able to fucking lay that whole jingle. Dude, there were so the many of those, three, man. The whole that fucking band. theme song. But he had nicknames for everybody. Chilling in my new car. This one's me. Freecreditreport.com, baby. <laughs> you even did a little mouth movement. Yeah. And he, and he, he kind of bit his lip after, like, I nailed that take. Yeah. <laughs> well, his nickname for me was uh, Gaddafi. And that's, like, giraffe, which is ironic as shit. Huh. Mm. All things come full circle, oh, I guess. Real quick, uh, AP, uh, Blaine and I are actually uh, talking about making a trip up north to where we can uh, kind of record a, like, three-episode jaunt uh, to encompass you and the other members of the northern branch of the network. So just just work with us on that. I literally just came up with this idea in my head. Yeah. So when I say so, that we've been talking about it, we have literally we are just literally been talking, talking about, about it right now. <laughs> As but per it, it's usual. Something that, it's something that Blaine and I need to do. Oh, especially, definitely. Especially after the last poor report. I really need to get up there. I really need to hang out with you uh, so we can talk some stuff one-on-one. -on -one. Um, because I, I kind of want to invest in the poor report. We need to and poor entertainment. We need we need to talk some one on one. So poor entertainment dropped today. It did. Uh, Tuesday for those listening on You're Thursday. You're fucking Tuesday. 
Hopefully it wasn't a poor showing. Ooh, nice fucking pun, my man. All best of luck <sighs> in your new venture there, uh, poor boy. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. His first comment was, Brandon! <laughs> poor boy! <laughs> so, real quick, just to kind of, on a lighter tone, before we segue to something else, has anyone here seen The Meg yet? I have not. I pl- I, well, okay, so we were planning on seeing it tomorrow. Things came up. She had to go to, uh, Miranda had to go to Kentucky. Okay. So we're going to try to see it either Friday or Saturday. So let me ask you this. How would you like to see it early, the fucking matinee show on Saturday, and I'll fucking come with you? Let me talk to Miranda. And Uh, my answer is yes. Hey, do me a favor real quick. Uh, Nope. Walk into that closet and find your fucking balls and your big boy pants. Nope. And then let me know if they're in there or not, and then answer my question. My answer is yes. Gonna see what she is wants to yes do. Is it yes or is it yes? It's yes. Yes. I want to see what she wants to do first. That's fair. If you guys want a fucking third wheel, I'll, I will totally fucking jack off for two <laughs> hours just Jason Satham in a giant shark. I've heard I've heard good things about it. I have also heard very good things about it, so I, I'm excited. To I see especially it. heard some good things about it on Poor Entertainment today. Woo! Second plug. You're uh, a fucking plug. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I am. So I've heard like it's it's a really dumb movie that knows it's a really dumb movie. So the in the best of ways, my my good friend Andy, this is how he he laid it on to me. Remember when we were kids and you would be home by yourself jacking off, jacking off potentially uh, and you watched like giant shark versus giant octopus, which then was a marathon and turned into Sharktopus versus Dino Croc, and then that immediately fucking rolled into Sharkto Dino Croc Puss versus <laughs> Mecha Shark Dino Croc Puss. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like all those B movies. All those no, those are like E movies that all fucking tied together. But it was yeah. one after another. It is a good version of that. That's how it was relayed yeah, to me, that's... and that. That kind really, of what I gathered. That fucking really resonates with me because <laughs> I fucking remember, like, no shit. I would be at home, you know, summer break, Christmas break, whatever. It didn't matter. You know, the weekends. Uh, when I was a kid, I got up really early on the weekends so I could maximize the time that I fucked off. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, too. fucking like 3.30 in the fucking morning, I'm up. Oh. I went to bed at fucking midnight. Or maybe an like hour seven. ago. It just depended on the day. But 3.30 in the fucking morning up, I'm watching fucking uh, Antiques fucking Roadshow. I might jack off seven times, and then I'm going to fucking crank on a B-movie sci-fi fucking marathon. I might watch about four hours of the fucking Twilight Zone. Do you guys remember uh, Monster Vision on TNT? Fuck yes, yeah, absolutely. Where they just showed nothing but old-ass Godzilla movies. Okay, remember uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's fucking Lost World yeah. on fucking TNT? The, the TV series? Yo, oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. With the fucking beautiful sweater meat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking fighting dinosaurs and fucking Land of the Lost shit. Yeah, all of that. Okay, so Mystery Science Theater 3000, anybody? Fuck yeah! Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, that, all of what I just said, a good version of that is how the Meg was, was kind of conveyed to me. And I, I'm a big Jason Statham fan. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, I was just talking 
I think it was, I was, yeah, I was talking to Jennifer about it. Mm-hmm. Shout out Jennifer. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to her. I was like, I'm so glad he's in a movie. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been a little bit. I, I think the last movie besides fate of the furious and fast seven, uh, the last movie I saw him in was probably Homefront. Excellent movie, by the way. Uh, yeah, and I, I think before that, it was the last Expendables movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With before that, well, you know, he's he's getting to be an older guy. He's also not a very large guy. Uh, he's about my he's about our height. Yeah, um, as most British people are. Right. Well, no, a lot of British people are tall. He's really short. They though. got they got some of that fucking Anglo-Saxon in them. <laughs> if you guys, uh, if any of you fans out there want some Anglo-Saxon in them, call me up. <laughs> but please first order the heritage shirt. Yeah. Or the I, true heritage shirt linked I, in the comments. Here. Yeah, I had to be fucking creepy at least once this show. So is Besides like, butt fucking. Giraffe. Is that almost like the shiny version? Like that? Like, like, yeah. I, like a Pokemon. It's the mega evolution. <laughs> um. They, they decided, I do want to talk Pokemon Go with you right after this. Okay. Don't let me forget. So they, they added uh, Mega Evolutions to Pokemon Let's Go. That is one of the things I want to talk about. If you if we Spoiler if, alert. If we can fucking finish <laughs> Jason Statham, for the love of God. Are we going to finish him? Yes. Both of us. He'll be Together. so drained. I don't know that. <laughs> Together. I don't know that he will enjoy it, but we are going to finish him. So yeah, uh, probably kill us. Get maybe. <laughs> He's probably a really inept guy. He's just a really nice guy. He's like, very well rehearsed. He just fucking like <laughs> like rubs your back and like gives you one of those pats hey, on the back. Hey, you're thank do, you. You're doing a good job, guys. You're doing a really good job, guys. Thank you. <laughs> he kind of he kind of strokes that gruff that he always has. Like he never uh-huh. shaves his face. He's it's got always, a permanent five o'clock. Shadow. It's just fucking. Oh, it's great. Gruff all the time. It is absolutely great. He's like rubbing his head and fucking his stomach at the same time. <laughs> I I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm really enjoying it. It feels really good. It feels really good. But yeah, so talk definitely talk to Miranda. Let me know. Um, I I like cornered my wife yesterday. Uh, and I was like, do you want to go see the Meg with me? And she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so, and then your dick went, <laughs> well, I'm three quarter chub all the time. So I can be ready for any situation, <laughs> but it did. And then it went right back to three quarter just to be safe. Um, but before we get to Pokemon go, uh, what I've been doing for the last couple weeks, not that anyone really cares, but at least I know two people that might slightly care. I've been working a lot and fucking shark week, my man shark week. So when I was a little boy, I wanted to be a fucking marine biologist more than Same. anything in my fucking life. I like squid. Okay. Blaine likes to butt fuck squid. They don't even have anuses, but he likes to make one. He likes to make them ink. Yes, they're they're very uh, they're very malleable. So so you put them. Y- in you can your make ass. a butthole. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> they're uh, like those <laughs> the fucking wiggle. I call them wiggle worms. They're like the, wiggle the fucking worms. child's fleshlight. They're like the, they're like the wiggle worms that I fucked. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, so when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a marine biologist more than anything. Um, 
the last decade, I will say, I have really struggled with ways that I can relax and kind of detach from reality. I thought you were going to say struggle with ways to become a marine biologist. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that too, for Just sure. Just the last couple of years, I've, I finally really <laughs> decided, like, this is a lot harder than I thought. Right. Um, I mean, we do live in a landlocked shithole of a state. But anyway, um, so that was that was what I wanted to do when I was a yeah. kid. You know, when everyone else was saying, I want to be a fireman, and I want to be a doctor, and I want to be a police officer, I want to fucking scuba dive in the ocean and, and swim with sharks and shit. That was me. Uh, so when I, saw, when I saw Shark Week for the first time, it was like fucking, you know, just brain explosion mm-hmm. just fucking wow fucking it's the ocean which i love and it's sharks and all kinds of sh- cool shit that i love so fast forward you know 20 years and i don't get to go to the ocean as much as i want and i don't get to live by the ocean like i want i'm looking at you fucking wife of mine um Ooh. but uh you know all of those things so like the guaranteed escape that I have every year is Shark Week. And I'm not at home on fucking summer vacation like I was when I was a kid. So I literally every year record every episode uh-huh. that's airing for that entire week. I might have seen this fucking episode, say, uh, Isle of Jaws. I might have seen Isle of Jaws every year since 2013. Is that the one about the, the sharks that shoot up through the water uh that is one of the ones uh about the great whites that breach the term you're looking for is breach words i'm i'm smart but uh i also really really love shark week and i'm fully hard right now um so but but i record every every single show during that week i might have seen that show 10 10 times but i'm i'm recording it every year no matter what so my DVR went from like 30% to like 98% in a matter of, you know, seven days because I'm literally recording all the shit. So I have literally the last fucking week just been working episode by episode throughout my entire just fucking shark week off. journey. And, you know, we went to the Indie Zoo on Sunday. I saw that. That's why I didn't uh, attend your celebration Saturday night because I had to get up early and drive to the zoo. Um, but uh good to know now yeah i mean i told you ahead of time that i probably wasn't gonna make it and you should just you should just accept at this point that i'm gonna perpetually let you down um and i really don't like you so anyway (laughs) moving on from that and back to the topic at hand um you know we went to the zoo we had a nice uh i'm gonna say half a day at the zoo we had a picnic when we got done with the zoo ruby had a fucking awesome time i mean she fucking made a friend with a stingray which was really cool so when you first walk into like the undersea or the fucking ocean portion of the indie zoo they have this giant fucking tank that is nothing but uh a variation or a uh, species of stingray Mm -hmm. and there was this one stingray that no matter where i put ruby on this giant fucking aquarium it fucking followed my kid that's awesome and was like coming up (laughs) against the glass and like laying on the glass and all kinds of shit my kid was just like this is the coolest fucking thing i've ever seen (laughs) you know and there was uh i had to explain to the people with me these are dogfish not sharks they're a cousin of the shark but you know they have that like touch pool where you can touch the dogfish 
there was this one fucking dogfish that was like would not go around anybody else but us. So my fucking kid had a cow because this fucking shark is like right. It's our best friend. We made a best friend with a shark and a stingray in the same day. It's impressive. That's a good day. Right. It's a good day. <laughs> so me being the fucking ocean enthusiast that I am and my love of the ocean, uh, my kid also already has a love for the ocean and she's never even fucking seen it. So that was a cool dad moment for me. Oh, of course. That That's so neat. I mean, fuck the giraffes. Not literally, no, Brian. No, not we're, not literally. Try, we're not trying to trigger you. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, you know, of all the all the shit that we did at the zoo, you know, we watched the dolphin show, which once you see a dolphin show, you've seen them. All. I mean, you've seen a dolphin show, yeah. And you know, I recommend anybody that's listening to this podcast watch the documentary Blackfish. Oh, definitely. And then, mm-hmm. and then you will kind of rethink the whole Sea World, and you know, dolphins are different for me because dolphins actually serve a purpose. Uh, you know, they, they actually uh, fill a role in the military, and uh, dolphins can actually be uh, service-slash-therapy animals for people mm-hmm. with mental health diseases and disabilities. Dolphins can fill a lot of roles. Uh, orcas or killer whales, uh, free willy, is not meant to be in a fucking pool. No, not at all. Not so, at all. Um, I have a heart, or I have a, an issue with SeaWorld as far as that goes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, once you've seen a dolphin show, you've seen a dolphin show. I mean, it's a fucking aquatic mammal. I mean, it, it's an aquatic mammal that fucking does flips and shit. As against, as, as against, uh, you like my lonely island yeah, reference yeah. there, didn't you? you? You stopped me dead in my it tracks. It wasn't even <laughs> fucking intentional. It just flowed <laughs> yeah. right out of the old cake um, hole. Being that I'm very against having, having watched Blackfish and I'm now very against SeaWorld, very against the captivity of orcas. I, I'm not against SeaWorld. Don't don't let me uh, don't mistake me there. I'm against having orcas in captivity. Okay. Well, haven't they started to like? So supposedly. so with some legislation, you cannot, and I don't know it exactly, but you basically can't capture any wild orcas and bring them into captivity. You have to raise them yourself. Okay. So. I mean that that's kind of gray area territory at that, po- eventually at that point. Eventually, they will it's run. Because it's still wrong. Yeah, eventually they'll probably end up kind of running out. If, yes. As, if they can keep mating them, that's one thing. But if, I mean, eventually they'll probably be like, we'll just kind of stop and let them live for another thirty years. Right. And- well, see, I mean, the, the I mean, you can you can form your own opinion, and like we always say on the show, form your own opinion, do your own research. Um, think for yourself. The whole blackfish thing is our opinion. You know, mm. we we have a problem with orcas being in captivity. You may yeah. not. Um, but as a conservationist, I'm a hunter. Uh, my view of what conservation is, uh, protecting the orca population is not, does not have anything to do with putting them in a pool in an amusement park. Right. Um, you know, there are... There are ways to do it, and that is not the way to do it. That is purely for oh, yeah. your entertainment. And, and despite despite and me being it is so a against it, predatory animal. Oh, definitely. It is not there for your entertainment. I've I've watched so many documentaries on them fucking things. Like they're, they're, no, they're you just they're, trivialize the fuck out of our topic here. No, they're they're so fucking cool. That's not. I'm not. Well, I'm, it's not even okay. So 
let's let's break this down a little further. It's not even that they are so cool. They are potentially the second most intelligent animal yes. on this planet. Yes. There is the possibility that they are actually more intelligent than us. There are theories circulating. Each pod has its own language. Each pod has its own language. They have their own hierarchy and fucking pecking order. And, they, and they all hunt – like each pod hunts its own individual thing. And they all hunt them differently. Yes. So pod A and pod B might actually hunt the same animal, but they do it entirely different. They are yeah. completely unique animals – their brain is about ten times the size of our fucking brain. The the one I watched. They are fucking woke. This uh, this pod was, <laughs> right? Thank you. This pod was um, pop culture reference twenty eighteen. <laughs> fucking give me a gold star. <laughs> this uh this pod was of orcas was hunting stingray. Mm -hmm. So they the two of them swam down to the bottom where it was hidden underneath the sand. One of them used its blowhole to blow it out. The mm -hmm. other grabbed it. With the with their mouth by the sting, not with their ass. Yes. They grabbed it with their mouth, preferably, or their hands. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for really fucking theater of the I'm mind sorry. describing that for us. Okay, so Orca grabs the stingray yeah, with its so, mouth, and then the one that just blew it out fucking eats it. I just saw like an, an Orca street shark. Yes, you remember that? <laughs> God, I miss that show. <laughs> God, I miss that show. Real quick, real quick, before we before we continue on orcas, what's your favorite shark, Blaine? Uh, real quick, tiger. Just, okay, Brandon, what's your favorite shark? Was his name Slamu? What? Are we going off street sharks or actual sharks? No, I mean actual sharks. Oh, <laughs> oh, like actual species of sharks. <laughs> Slamu. I was on street sharks. I almost though. had a stroke just now. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I fucking love street sharks, but <laughs> Slamu. What but the I, fuck are you talking about? I'm kid? talking actual fucking. Oh, wait, wasn't Slamu actually an orca? It was the one street shark that was actually a whale and not a shark. <laughs> That'd be funny. And they never made fun of him for it. They never made fun of him for it. They accepted him no matter what. They, they never excluded him or anything. Well, just... while, while he's looking it up, um, we're going to talk about street sharks for a second. How great... Okay, so I'm going to a 90s-themed trivia night on Thursday. Oh, yeah? At a bar that I've never been in, that I've never been to and I didn't even fucking knew existed. And don't ask me what the name is because I don't fucking remember it. Um, it's like fucking theme and something. It's like a fucking lawyer's office name. Like, imagine like a, 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 a fucking law practice. That's what the name of this bar is. It's fucking speakeasy it's or something? It's really fucking close to D.T. Kirby's. Okay. Um, but anyway, it's a 90s-themed trivia night, which, you know, you're obviously more than welcome to go. I'm not going to tell you. you what is go. it? Thursday. Okay. But, uh, like, I fucking miss, like, like, I miss a lot of the stuff from the 90s, but I really miss a couple shows. I fucking miss Street Sharks. I fucking miss Biker Mice from Mars. Hell yes. I don't even know that one. You Are you what? fucking serious? What? Get out! I don't even know that one. It's badass. I still have the fucking action figures in my <laughs> toy box. Yeah, I've never even heard Get of that. Get mad one. at me. Big Slamu. Oh, yeah. And he's an actual shark. Yeah. Not not the orca whale. No. <laughs> I think the orca, one of the, the, the orca whale might have actually been one of the villains. Mm. Of course he would be. Well, okay. So didn't they have? Uh, they had extreme dinosaurs. Yes. Which is like the yes, that the spinoff. 
because I I had Big Slamu, which I still have. Ooh. At my house, and then I also had the dude on the rollerblades. Is that the Hammerhead? Uh. Was maybe? that the Hammerhead or the Mako? I don't remember. Uh, because I just ended up seeing like a kind of a group picture that had a an amalgamation of street sharks and God, I fucking miss street sharks. But street sharks, biker mines from Mars, and fucking what the hell was it called? What was the game show on Nickelodeon? Double Dare? No. Uh, Not the slime one either. Um, and the giant temple face. Oh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah. Yes, I fucking miss that show. With Olmec. Yes, thank you. They ended up making a kind of a shitty movie about that. Oh. Uh, but and and fucking all that. Of all course. that. Yeah, yeah. All that was great. Fucking Keenan just recently, Kel. just recently, it made the rounds on Facebook. The whole Keenan Thompson and uh, Chris Farley segment they did with a uh, fucking ketchup and chocolate kid. yeah i shared that thing not long ago uh, because I, I i remember fucking watching yes, that yes. when it aired yes and i saw that and went, i forgot he was did he even did that that was right before he died well you know what this needs some more ketchup, ketchup. and, and listen fucking, ah, it <laughs> needs chocolate not ketchup well, I'm right there one step of your head of your there, Randu. Bitch, hit me up, ketchup boy. Ketchup boy. Well, doesn't everybody have a ketchup boy? And he's fucking flinging that ketchup around. He's got that chef's hat on. And you know what? I actually I actually kind of felt sad when I watched. I remember watching that live when it aired for the first time. Are you about to pull it up because yeah. you've never seen this? No, I've seen it. I just I just want to watch it. That's fair. It'll make me sad again. Dude, what? But so so you and I have had the conversation in the past that if you if you could imagine Chris Farley living out the rest of his natural life, how funny that fucking guy would have been, how many things Chris Farley would have been involved in. You know, I, I would imagine it's the same way for the generation before us mm-hmm. and Jim Belushi. Yes. You know, imagine all the things that, that Belushi would have been involved in. Um, in well, my opinion, Chris Farley is the funniest man to ever fucking grace a comedy stage. That guy was the fucking guy. Excuse me? And uh, when, when I was watching that, at first I was really happy and I was really excited because I remember fucking watching that. And then being an adult now and being a parent and fucking being self-aware and all this, especially with all my mental health issues that I've had in the past... I really started to fucking overanalyze Chris Farley in that segment. And I don't know if it's just me and my fucking consciousness like manifesting it or if it if I can legitimately see it, but but I can see as that guy is doing that how fucking how much pain that guy is in. So um, it it was yeah. it was a really bittersweet moment for me watching this again. Imagine okay, so Keenan, he's like a teenager, you mm-hmm. know. And think of all the things he's gone on to do. Right. And all the greatness and uh, Saturday Night Live and all that kind of stuff that he's done. And he got to have this moment with him. Right. With just him. And, Absolutely. And, and, and the Ketchup Boy. But, I mean. Yeah, we can't that, forget Ketchup Boy. That is something that he has got to look back on and go, wow. Well, look at, look at especially look at Matthew Perry and uh, in Almost Heroes. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yes. Know, he got to do he got to do that with Chris Farley. That was one of the last movies. That was that Far- the last that movie. That was the last movie that Farley ever did. So, 
I mean, and Matthew Perry's an underappreciated guy anyway, I think. I agree. You know, I just saw an SNL skit. It was called uh, Sarcasm 101, where it, they're, they're in college, and it's a whole class on sarcasm. And it had Norm MacDonald in there, and he plays like the class idiot. If you guys ever get a chance, look that skit up. It's yeah, Matthew I'll Perry. look it up. It, it, it's right during the big, you know, friends and all that stuff and stuff going on. But it is hilarious. Norm MacDonald is the perfect idiot. He cannot get sarcasm right whatsoever. Right. <laughs> and he's like, like he, he just, at, at some point there's this girl where he's like, all these guys are dogging on this girl. He's like, can she take a bath with me? I'm like, what? No. <laughs> like, that wasn't even. What? No, she she goes. Can she take a bath with me? He brings it up like four more times. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'll definitely look. Were you that wanting up. to play yeah, this? Let's watch. Yeah, this. let's fucking watch this thing. Wait. Oh. Oh. Play the fucking skit, you, you it, fuck. That was the minute-long one where they're looking back on it. Uh, I thought it. I figured it'd be a. Since it was shorter. All right, here we go. Here's the real deal. <laughs> Randy. What's really sad like this humor used to fucking like make me want to piss my pants yeah but it's still funny it's still fucking great Oh, yeah. It is safe to say that everybody loves 
Kentucky Fried Chicken. Well, you bet your fanny I do, Randy. Here we see 14 legs of beautifully fried, crispy, crunchy chicken. Right here. Now, the only thing left to do to finish off the heaps and beautiful plate of chicken is out of heaping help and help. Get your boy, come on out here! 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 Tube sock. Don't you have another one for me to try? Maybe, That's a white label. Yes, that one. Start training chocolate chips. Right. so sad it's so classic oh. though i miss oh. that guy me too that guy fucking made my childhood a bright and happy place honestly yeah i mean almost heroes was <laughs> fucking love well, that you movie. know uh, beverly hills ninja i love that movie yeah. <laughs> tommy boy tommy I mean, boy fucking come on black sheep black sheep was okay tommy boy you take that back you <laughs> son of a bitch i only say that because i haven't seen it as much as the others the bus driver. 
the bus driver and Billy fucking Madison. Yes. Billy Madison. Uh, fucking Wayne's World 2. Thank you. Yes. Uh, uh, Coneheads. Thank you. Coneheads. Uh, yes. Uh, I love the role as, of, as, as the bus driver when he ends up at the end with the penguin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Who would steal 37 box lunches? He's just fucking kidding. Him, Norm MacDonald. <laughs> yes. I can't remember the other guy. but uh, like, He used to be on The Man Show. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but dude, no, seriously, like he could just, he, he put a lot of himself in everything he did. And uh, one of the things I heard, there's a lot of physicality to his fucking performance. Uh, Mm -hmm. I've heard that he wanted to kind of try something dramatic and they told him he'd have to stop drinking, which may be why he kind of picked up some more drug use Mm -hmm. and could have led kind of to his early death. Right. Yeah. I, you know, in my opinion, Chris Farley was and is, and always will be the greatest comedian to ever live uh the way that it kind of makes sense in my head i also include robin williams in that especially because their careers were so similar Mm -hmm. yes you know they were very successful comedians and then they got into film and that propelled their their comedy success that much more and yada yada and they eventually give up stand-up to focus on on film uh 100 and you know, I urge anybody that loves stand-up and any good stand-up to watch Chris Farley stand-up, to watch Robin. I didn't even know Chris Farley had stand-up. Yeah, he had stand-up. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, gotta, you have to look for it, but it's fucking good. Okay. Uh, Robin Williams stand-up is I have fantastic. Seen Both of those guys are big on uh, really good improv, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, and then yeah, I can see going that. a step further than that, Eddie Murphy. Yes. Oh, Eddie yeah, Murphy's raw. stand-up is fucking fantastic. Raw? Hell yeah. Yes. Looking at Ed Mur- Eddie Murphy and and uh, his cinematic career, you know shit like fucking Doctor Doolittle and uh, the first two. Right. What was the fucking um, the movie where he was fat? Oh, Nutty, Nutty Professor. Professor. Nutty Professor. Thank you. Um, you look at that and it's like this guy's not going to say anything lewd. You know, he might make some fart yeah, jokes. Yeah, he has like one of the most fucking lewd. And then you watch his stand up. It's, and it's, it's like, crazy. Fucking what? Him and Martin Lawrence are yes, very dirty. Martin Lawrence, also a, a great comedian. Um, Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. You know, Richard Pryor is the fucking the standard. Yes. Uh, like I, I've always looked at like uh, two of my favorite stand ups were uh, Richard Pryor and George Carlin. What was the. Uh, Excuse me, the Willy Wonka guy. What was his fucking name? Uh, was it Gene? Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. Thank you. Oh, I, thought, I thought you were saying a guy. He had a stand up too. Oh, Holy fuck. shit! Yeah, his I know. I thought you were saying great. someone that looked like the Willy Wonka. Guy. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, and just, Gene so Wilder had some stand up too. You also have to look for that one. Oh, that would but be when great. You find it, it's but then the movie oh, that him, and, to him and Pryor did together. Oh, see hell no evil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, uh, is that what it's called? Hear no evil. See no evil. Yes, but. The reason I brought Eddie Murphy up is because, you know, his brother, Charlie Murphy, died a couple mm-hmm. years ago. His stand-up is also fucking fantastic. Yes. And, you know, a lot of people, especially people our age, only know Charlie Murphy from The Chappelle Show. Mm-hmm. Well, he was a pretty successful guy, and he's a really fucking funny comedian. So, if you want some good stand-up, look for Charlie Murphy stuff, too. And then obviously people like Chappelle. You gotta fucking you gotta throw Chappelle out there. Uh, Chris Titus's. Uh, yes. I'm sorry. Can't fucking talk. Titus's stand up in the late '90s 
is fucking fantastic. I like his most recent one too. I can't. I haven't watched it. his most recent one, but I remember watching his his stuff in the late ninety late nineties. I used to watch the fucking Titus show. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a funny fucking guy. Um, I just had his name and I can't remember it. The guy from fucking Rescue Me. Oh, Dennis Leary. Leary. Dennis Leary, thank you. Oh, his fucking is good too. great stand up comedian. And the cool thing about like him and Chris Titus, they're just regular fucking guys. They're saying just, ex- they're just regular fucking guys and they're they're just saying the things that are on every guy's fucking mind Mm -hmm. and that's what's so great because you connect with that shit yeah because it's so goddamn real i'm glad to see that titus is still being successful yeah you know dennis leary has been successful enough that he doesn't really have to try at this point he's made enough money sure um titus has not made as much money as dennis leary i can't I can't possibly fathom that they they are on equal footing as far as monetary gain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Titus has always been a fucking funny dude. Always. I used to watch that fucking show religiously. Yeah, same. I loved the Titus show. A long time. Word. <laughs> so we were going to talk about Pokemon Go. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> so I didn't. I didn't want to dive down the game addict's rabbit hole too deep. Uh, because I, I didn't want to force you into doing a game addicts podcast when you're not doing game addicts podcasts, but how do you feel about Pokemon, uh, adding the fucking evolution shit, the mega evolution shit to the OG game? Yeah. The OG story. Thank you. I'm open to Pikachu I mean, and Eevee. I'm just going to call it that Pokemon yeah. Pikachu and Eevee because it's easier and it's less words. I'm open. I'm definitely open. It's obviously going to be a different kind of game anyway. Mm-hmm. It's going to be sort of a Pokemon Go reimagining of red and blue or, or green if you're in Japan. One question I have is how much do you think the multiplayer aspect, um, and I, I hate to label it this way, but how much do you think the multiplayer is going to be shoved down your throat? Um, I don't know. Uh, what little I've seen of the game, it's very much a single player experience. Uh, I enjoyed exact, you know, everything that I saw from from the E3 uh, floor presentation or what you know, like because you had the direct and then you actually had like the next day where you actually saw some uh, some Nintendo live you know live streaming stuff where they showcased the gameplay. And they're walking through Viridian Forest, and you catch Pokemon like you do in Pokemon Go. Right. And then you battle like you do in old school games. And that was one thing that I was, like, disappointed with the mobile version is that you just tapped. I didn't like that. I wanted to, like, we're going to stand here, and we're going to rock, paper, scissors this shit until we win. And we're going to fucking hear some battle music. Yeah. I'm super excited for that game. And in a way... Uh, I like the fact that, that they're taking the risk with this. Uh, it, it has re- it has led to a kind of a resurgence at Pokemon Go with all the updates that they've been doing mm-hmm. to it with mm-hmm. the whole trading and everything. I've been playing. Have you? That's awesome. Uh, I haven't picked it back up, but... Like, I have literally... also not picked it back up just because I don't have the time. Same. You know, we've, we've talked in length on, on many a podcast mm-hmm. about when Pokemon Go fucking took the nation by storm... What we were doing at fucking two o'clock in the morning, we were on campus and we were at fucking businesses and we were, we were. I trying wish I would have known you then. We were trying to take over <laughs> gyms and doing all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff, you know. Um, Team I, Valor. I don't fucking. Instinct. Is that the yellow one? Yeah. Team Instinct. Fucking Zapdos. The biggest bird cock. Uh, but uh, I always liked when they did like that. 
like the house valor, house instinct from like Game of Thrones and shit. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, I mean, I would love to have the experience that I had when it first launched mm-hmm. again. You know, Clint, right? Clint and his wife and Skylar and I were going out every fucking night of the week we were hitting campus you know we were fucking taking over gyms and holding gyms for hours and all kinds of shit i just don't have the time it's definitely right picked now. back up again and that's awesome to see and i felt like it was a great social experiment it was oh it definitely was because uh, you would see hundreds of people out on and campus you all connected over yeah like, oh, like over a game over uh, something that actually doesn't exist yes exactly one, one of the times that nick torres and i went to campus uh we we were just running around it was like two o'clock in the morning and out of nowhere we see a guy walk around a corner and following behind him is a posse of just like fucking frat boys oh yeah and they're they're like we're like are you guys all playing they're like no he is and we're cheering him on (laughs) hell yeah well so we were right in front of one of the engineering buildings at purdue and there was clint his wife myself Skyler, we came around the corner and went to walk down one of the handicap ramps mm-hmm. because there was literally a drove of people going up the stairs and one guy, one fucking guy runs up to us and it's just four of us going down the ramp and all the people going up to the ramp. He runs up the ramp to us. And at first I thought this guy was fucking cracked out, but he runs up to us and he goes, there's a fucking Porygon right around the corner and then just fucking runs off into the <laughs> night and and all of Clint and I especially looked at each other and we're like we have to go get this fucking Porygon but the look on my wife and Clint's wife's face they didn't play Pokemon as children or as teenagers and they looked at each other and they we have to fucking go catch this <laughs> and then we run off into the night to catch the Porygon and Clint's wife was the only one that ended up catching it but I had a similar experience. They live in Crawfordsville, so we were walking around Wabash College's campus. Oh, yeah. I was the only one to catch a lick tongue and I was like, oh, nice. I caught one of my favorite Pokemon. Rachel. Uh, I caught a lick tongue and you didn't. Rachel oh. caught a Dratini. She was in Chicago, and she caught a Dratini, and she snapped. What a fucking noob. She screenshotted it to me. I'm like, ugh. I wanted that. We were catching a scyther. Oh, yeah. yeah. I caught a scyther in my bed. I hatched. <laughs> Hell yeah. I hatched a scyther. You are a scyther, you fuck. Cool. Actually, um, I'm, I'm extremely give you that because I'm I extremely like weak to fire. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but the, the reason I brought this up is one, I wanted to ask you how you felt about the evolutions, and then I have two more questions. One, are you going to buy the Pokeball controller? I personally, uh, I'm going to get my Switch uh, probably this holiday season. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actually going on vacation for the week of Thanksgiving, so I'm not going to Black Friday shop this year. Uh, but I'm going to try and get my Switch around that time. Uh, maybe, you know, like a Black Friday on- online sale or maybe Cyber Monday. Um, but I personally really want to get the Pokeball controller. Not because I want to use it, because I really want to use the Switch and the Switch Pro Controller. I sure. don't necessarily want to use a fucking Pokeball. But as I continue to build my nerd room, yeah, I have a fucking controller that's a Pokeball. pokeball yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, I, I see 
will would I be willing to buy it? I don't know. I would love to try it, mm-hmm. and I'm open to that. But okay. uh, I mean, it just depends on how much more it is. My second question is, and Blaine and I have pretty much already hashed this out already. Which edition are you buying? Are you going with Pikachu? Or are you going with the fucking Elemental Fox? Can you can you evolve Eevee? I believe so. I, okay, th- so this is what kind of confuses me. Now that the Mega Evolutions are involved, are they going to have the other Eevee Evolutions? No. Probably not. It's going to okay. be no. 151. The other, the other Eevee Evolutions... Then I'm kind of on the fence about it. ...have been confirmed they're not going to happen. And then I'm kind now, of on the fence about Eevee. I will... I will make this deal with you right now. I will concede and let you get the Pikachu as long as I can evolve Eevee into fucking Jolteon. See, I, I'm okay with that because if I can't have Umbreon, I don't but want But if him. I can't if I can't have that, I, I still maintain my control over Pikachu. Um, if you fucking buy the Pikachu edition, I'll <laughs> take mine back. So... I have such power over him. You don't have power over me. I, I, I cannot have the same thing that everybody else I has. I mean, that's power. I that's had not yellow. power. It's, power. it's weakness. That, <laughs> that is me taking advantage of your fucking condition. I did have yellow growing up. Me too. That was my so, first game. Uh, part of, part it of wasn't me, my first game, but it was my favorite Part of me game. wants to just get that because it's sort of reimagining. Because they have uh, James and Jesse mm-hmm. in it as, as well from the anime. So part of me wants to get it just for the old time's sake and to have Pikachu on your shoulder. I like Eevee. But who's to say that you can't just capture a Pikachu and then have or a Pikachu on your you shoulder? Can, you know what I mean? You can capture Pikachu, I do believe, because they did uh, show him in Viridian Forest right where he is in the actual red and blue. Nice. Which I thought is awesome. That one little small strip where you could find one. So a fun fact, uh, did I don't know if most <clears throat> people know this, but I saw an article about this right around the time that uh, Let's Go was announced. Mm-hmm. Pikachu was actually supposed to be one of the three rarest Pokemon in the game. Other than the legendary birds. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the anime and everything else that was going on with the merchandise and how much Pokemon blew up, they actually fucking basically did a game update and added more Pikachus in fucking Viridian Forest because people were complaining that they couldn't fucking catch Pikachu. And was that before it came over to the West? Yes. Okay. And um, then, and then there's the episode of the anime where there's just like, hundred Pikachus in one fucking pack. <laughs> right. There was a Pikachu pack. Yeah. All but fucking each other. So uh I'll do a quick plug for my show for Game Addicts Podcast. Oh, you're good, dude. We're plug doing all, plug episode one hundred in ten weeks. Nice. So a big moment. We have we have some pretty cool stuff planned and it is finally coming to fruition for uh complete live streaming every episode. Cool. That will, that will be happening uh probably at one hundred. We're also having the greatest controller of all time bracket voting uh, first round voting is not closed as you're hearing this live. It's still up on the Game Maddox podcast page on Facebook and on our Twitter. Go vote wherever you want. But round one is still up live. If you're hearing this uh, post, round two will be starting soon. So basically, we took some of our favorites and most innovative controllers with a few extra thrown in, and we're just doing a vote. We're going to do a vote. We I have- voted. Did you vote? I sure did. Absolutely. You're damn right you did because you're my sub. No, I voted because that's my right. I think he saw it before you did. You don't know that. I was a B dubs when I did it all. Like no one last literally, he literally and, no one cares. He liked and shared it before anybody else did. Yeah, yeah I did. I didn't like and share it before anybody else did. But I tried. Yeah, I did like <laughs> and share it. Uh, effort. 
I didn't like and share it until like yesterday. So it's okay. <laughs> Way to go, Nick so, Maxson. So real quick before we segue away from Pokemon, my wife comments in the in the status. Remember that time I caught that huge flower in our kitchen? I don't remember its name. Vile plume. It was vile plume. And she did. And I remember this vividly. It was at our rental house on the south side of town. So I caught a scyther in our bedroom like a week before that because there was a big field behind our house because they were still building yeah. houses. So there was a lot of Pokemon in that field. So fucking one, two in the... Their habitats hadn't yet been disturbed. Right. <laughs> one, two o'clock in the morning, we'd fucking hop in her trailblazer and go drive around the neighborhood and fucking catch Pokemon. Like one, two o'clock in the morning. Like we would wake each other up like, hey, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> not, not like, hey, let's get busy, you know, like, hey. Let's go catch some fucking Pokemon. You know, some fucking pocket monsters. And I'm not talking about my penis. But, uh, you know, so I, I, I'm pretty sure that I was cooking dinner. Or we I, we had just finished dinner and we were cleaning up. And I was in the other room. And she fucking just goes nuts. She's like, look, I don't know what this thing is, but I want to catch it. And I was like, oh, that's a vile plume. It's a fucking nasty flower. <laughs> catch that thing. And she fucking caught it. I tried to catch it, couldn't catch it. She caught that motherfucker. So, Clint's wife had the Porygon. I had the fucking lick a tongue. Skylar had the vile plume. No one else had a vile plume that we knew. So, fucking gold star for her. So, I, I, before we segue away from Pokemon, I've got one more quick question for you, Brandon. Do you think, and, and this is just personal opinion, not based on any... <laughs> Excuse me. Not any of the information that we have thus far, or, or uh, you know, Pokemon Go having its resurgence it's having right now. Do you personally believe that Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee will kind of reignite the fire that was there in the '90s for us? Do you think it will be that big? Because I stopped playing at Crystal. Okay, so mm. I didn't play. Nice. What'd you just catch, Blaine? Uh, a swallow, or no? It's a tailow. You don't know it. You didn't get. The I Gen don't even 3. know what the fuck that is. <laughs> you didn't get the Gen three. No, I stopped at Crystal. I literally just said that. Thank you. I'm talking like a robot. But so I stopped at Crystal. In my opinion, Yellow and Crystal are the the greatest in the franchises mm -hmm. because you have. Yellow with its nostalgia, you know, Pikachu following you around everywhere, blah, 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 blah. And then you have Crystal, which encompasses everything before it, all of gold and silver. And then it had a, a pretty interesting story on top of that. You know, the, the new legendary monsters, whatever. However you want to say that it's awesome. I think Crystal is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, I stopped playing after that because I stopped at the regular Game Boy Color. I didn't go any farther than that. <clears throat> um, but I know how important Pokemon, you know, the card game, the video game, uh, fucking Nintendo 64, how important Pokemon was to me when I was a kid and a teenager. Do you think Let's Go is going to be enough to reignite that everywhere? I... Because I think it definitely will in Japan. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily know that it will here. But I'm interested to see what you think. Well, they're redoing the uh, Mewtwo movie, the original Pokemon the movie. Oh, they are? I can't wait for yes. that. That's fucking uh, awesome. I don't think it's going to be here. I, I, I think it's going to 
it's going to be a swell and from now until then we're, we're going to see some you know we've seen some resurgence with the mobile game with pokemon go let's go is going to encompass that i think it's going to be a big success and then uh then a year later we're going to get the actual next generation of pokemon game which okay is awesome take your time make that do you think that will be a uh, handheld specific title, or do you think that will be 3DS and Nintendo Switch together? I think it's going to be Switch. Okay. Just Switch. I think... You think they will finally be ready to move on from the 3DS? I hope they do that. Uh, they say they're still going to continue on with 3DS. I think it's time to start pivoting okay. and have this be the first one that isn't on that system. Well, because the 3DS is still selling well, correct? Yes, it, it, it is still selling well, but... Like the switch uh, is starting to lose a little bit of fire, and that's the only reason is just because there isn't any big uh, killer app at the moment. You know, Besides you, Octopath Travel, well, Octopath. Oh, Octopath's killing it. They sold a million. That's awesome. Congratulations. That that, that I will tell you this for a fact: the first two games that I buy for my Nintendo Switch will be Let's Go Pikachu or Eevee, depending on what Blaine and I decide. And Octopath Traveler. That will be the first two games that I buy, and then Bomberman will be the third. Okay, so oh, you, I'll get Bomberman. So you launch with Breath Fuck of the Wild. Yeah. <laughs> let's Bob- get a, let's get a boop here. Boop. Dude, the Bomberman <laughs> game is fun as shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but okay, so you launch with Breath, and then at the end of the year you have your new Mario game, mm-hmm. Mario Odyssey. It's a great game. Um, and then you're coming into the next year. You have Kirby. You know. Uh, oh, I'll definitely get Mario and Kirby. Exactly. No doubt. And then, of course, uh, oh, uh, the the port or uh, enhanced edition of Mario Kart Eight, mm-hmm. which is still uh, like an amazing Mario Kart. Right. Game. My wife, my wife told me that I don't have a, I don't have a choice. I have to buy that. I pretty much. And have then, the same and choice. then Smash Brothers for sure. Yeah, you know, Smash I've got to get Smash, Smash Brothers. Dude, that hundred and three levels, eight hundred music tracks. Mm-hmm. Okay, every every character that's ever been in the game, plus Simon Belmont and right. Richter from Castlevania and Absolutely. Knuckles. And knuckles, oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> Duper Mash Bros, Duper Mash dudes. So real, he, he real. went to say Super Smash Brothers one day, and he went Duper Smash, and went, is, "Did you just Sega out on me? Do, do, did you just do Duper Mash Bros? Featuring uh, like so, it's Duper Mash Bros Ultimate and Knuckles <laughs> and Knuckles. Is Knuckles going to be in Smash Brothers? No, he is a uh, is he? he is a trophy assist Aww. for Sonic. Damn. Because I really want Knuckles. Oh yeah, I like Knuckles better than than Sonic, so I really want Knuckles. I like Shadow. Shadow is superior to Sonic. We don't need to talk about Shadow. He doesn't get the recognition that he deserves. But Knuckles is better than Sonic, and you just made me sad. All right, so I like Shadow. Are, are, are we all in agreement that Sonic is Goku, Knuckles is Piccolo, and Shadow is Vegeta? Yes. Oh, for okay. sure. All Fuck right. yes. High five. Thank you. You don't get one. I got one. You don't. Can't change the past. Stop it. <laughs> no, you. Oh, you got me. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> but no, obviously, you know, Smash Brothers, especially with that. You know, I actually, when they announced that they were including the, the full roster of characters from the original Smash Brothers game until now. There were some fans that were actually complaining about mm-hmm. that. I don't know why that you would complain about that. Because you are going to, A, play the game from start to completion and then never touch it again. Or, B, play it with your friends 
you know, you're all going to have your character and you're going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. C, you're going to have the completionist player that goes through and, and finishes the story mode with, or the arcade mode, I should say, with every character to unlock all the trophies yeah. and do the challenge stuff. But we all have the character that we like to play as. Me, personally, I'm either Yoshi or Lucario. Lucario is my guy. Star Fox. Star Fox is a lot of people's guy. I know uh, a good friend of mine was a Donkey Kong guy. And I really he, liked Mewtwo as He well. could not play as anyone other than Donkey Kong. I've dabbled with Link and Star Fox a little bit, you know. Um, but I literally or legitimately played in a tournament with a guy... We were in the final round where I was Lucario and he was Star Fox. And our match went on for almost two hours. It was that fucking competitive. It was that evenly matched. We were both fucking good at that game, you know. Um, But I don't know why anyone would complain about that big of a roster. Look at all the options you have. You know, I could understand maybe like, God, I don't know how to choose. I don't know who to choose now that I have this many people to choose from. But we all have that one fucking character. That's that, certainly that's our character. So I don't know why you would. Oh, <laughs> oh Yoshi, yeah. Yoshi's my dude. He knows what's up. Okay, so he's got that floppy debit working. Yeah, the floppy debit's going with the Wii Fit trainer. Yeah, and she does yoga. Oh yeah. So just just she's imagine limber. that. She's uh, fucking flexible. Uh yeah. All right, so. There's also, so they're going to have the original 64 and 64 levels, and they're going to have the same uh, visual style. Nice. So they're not going to try and update them or anything. I like that. I really like that. Yoshi versus Metal Mario. I'm so <laughs> excited for getting a Switch and all this stuff. Me too. I really am. I've, I've been, I've been uh, like, ever since it came out, like, I've been wanting it, but had no way to justify getting it, because there's no, there's no games, unless I wanted to get Skyrim for the eighth time. Well, there were, there, no, 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 Let, let's, let's take a second, let's rephrase this, there has been a lot of games, no games that I wanted to play. Wait a minute, let, let, let daddy finish talking. There's been a lot of games, there has just not been a game that has struck the chord with you enough that says, okay, <clears throat> I'm gonna buy that now. And yeah. I was the same way, especially at launch. Why would I spend three hundred plus dollars on a Nintendo Switch when I could just buy Breath of the Wild for my Wii U that I already have? Yeah. So I did that. I got Breath out of my system. You know, reference the Game Addicts episode where we talk about Breath of the Wild. Like the majority of the episode, I loved that game. I had a good experience on my Wii U. I didn't need to buy a Nintendo Switch when the Switch first launched. I saw Bomberman, and it was instant nostalgia to the Bomberman 64 days for me. I loved that game. Did you ever cause an avalanche on oh, that Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> All the avalanches. So when I saw Bomberman, it was like, okay, I really want to get one of these now, but I also can't justify spending $300 on one, plus the game, plus the expandable memory, you know, on and on and on. I kept talking myself out of it. Let me ask you this. Are you going to get Monster Hunter? Uh, Probably. Especially knowing that you are also going to buy a Switch. Oh, I was going to say knowing that I'll buy Monster Hunter. I was like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know. <laughs> Especially knowing that you are going to buy a Switch around the same time as me. 
Um, it would make sense for us to get Monster Hunter together, mm -hmm. you know, when we're ready. Yeah. But at the same time, later in the year, we don't know what's going to be added to Monster Hunter World. Yeah. And we both, you know, you less than me have taken a, a long and I think long deserved break from Monster Hunter World because we pumped a lot of game time into that game. I am looking forward to the time that I dive back into it. Where I stand right now, I want to late or excuse me, I want to wait a little bit longer and see what else they add to the game. Um, I'm disappointed that I didn't get to do the the Cold Taroth stuff. It it pops in every now. It and then. It pops in every now and then. Uh, right now, you're, we're doing Behemoth from Final Fantasy, which is also something that I'm excited to do. But he's I'm, a bastard. But I am so busy right now. Um, I have to be really selective about the time that I spend just dicking around. So right now at shark week, uh, I'm also playing pillars of eternity, uh, the definitive edition. Um, other than that, I don't really have a lot of time because I've been working so much. Uh, but when, uh, monster hunter comes out on the switch and we both have one, I don't see any reason that we don't both get it. Yeah, I'm just because that is a generation of Monster Hunter that I missed out on. Yeah, that you got to experience. And I wasn't a fan of. You weren't a fan of, but you might be a fan of with you and I working together Possibly, and playing yeah. it. And you, we don't know what they're going to tweak, what they're going to change. You know, they might update it either graphically or uh, physically oh, a little it's bit. It's definitely upgraded graphically. So that might be a little bit different because you can play it on your TV. Right, it might be a little bit different of an experience for you. Uh, so I haven't quite decided yet. Like I said earlier, I really want to start with uh, Pokemon and uh, Octopath Traveler. I've I have done my absolute best to stay spoiler free on Octopath Traveler. I really want to go into that completely blind mm -hmm. and just do my own thing. What I'm really hoping or er, hoping, <laughs> what I'm really hoping happens is they see how much success you know obviously they already know how successful yeah. octopath traveler is and you might chime in here brandon but how fucking awesome would it be to get a chrono trigger on the switch you know the the 3ds was very uh, the 3ds port was very successful octopath traveler is being very successful uh, we know that North America has a want and a need for JRPGs, mm -hmm. especially really well done ones. Mm -hmm. Please go play I Am Setsuna. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. We talked about that on that episode that Blaine and I were on. I have started playing it. It's Chrono Trigger. It is like the story is obviously completely different. Right. But when you get into the gameplay and the battle mode, is they've added a few things to like where you're. Instead of buying weapons, you're buying or you're collecting uh, medals and stuff to upgrade your weapons. Mm -hmm. It's cool. But you have your attacks. You have your combined attacks. And like, wow, this is like unabashedly Chrono Trigger. Right. Which is amazing. And I, I would hope and to get a remake, just all, all you have to do is just take the engine you already have for like, and that would make me happy. Take that engine that you've already had for I Am Setsuna. Take all your visual stuff that you already have kind of like laid out for you in Chrono mm -hmm. and just make it. Well, who's to say, and, and, and I obviously don't work in the industry, so I can't say how feasible it is. Mm -hmm. 
but who's to say they don't just port the 3DS version or version to the Switch? It, it's technically possible. Uh, the Switch is obviously more than capable to run anything that's on the 3DS. Absolutely. Well, so, and, and that was the regular DS version. Uh, thank you. Uh, of, uh, like, of Chrono Trigger. And the only thing that they really uh, added were the uh, the the cartoon or anime FMVs. Mm-hmm. And also the dual screen allowed you to be able to have a touch um, control opponent for the menus in the battle system. Which were, it actually cleaned up the actual like battle screen where you... My one criticism of Chrono is that the battle screen was a little scrunched with your menu. Right. It's, so you, so you kind of had to know what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Once you figured it out, you're fine. But then they re kind of they just made that super simple. Three characters: attack, tech, item, defend, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it, it allowed you to go. Uh, okay, so I know that if I do frog and moral, I can do a group heal. You know, so you go into tech for either moral or frog. Select that. And then, uh, you know, or, 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 or you do cross slash with, uh, with Chrono and Frog. Frog's my dude. Right. I love Frog. You gotta love Frog. Such a great story. Um, but that's, you know, I obviously played Chrono Trigger on the PlayStation. You know, I have that nostalgia. It's one of the greatest RPGs of all time. Um, it's got a cult following and a lot of times when I see, you know, top 10 greatest video games of all time it's so biased that Chrono Trigger actually doesn't make it in there. And it's a little bit, um, disappointing for me, Mm -hmm. you know, because there are great games out there, you know, the Mass Effect series, the Witcher series, you know, on and on and on. Um, Chrono Trigger deserves to be in the top three. Yes. Literally every time. Um, personally, I would be more comfortable not including final fantasy seven, let me rephrase that. I would be more comfortable not including any Final Fantasy in the top five as long as Chrono Trigger is included in the top five. I can respect that. You know, obviously, I think seven and nine, maybe ten, depending on what way you look at it. I think those three definitely deserve to be in the top ten of all time. But Chrono Trigger is that with that much better of a story. Um, well, and what's awesome about Chrono is that it does so much with very little. It's yes. such a short game in comparison. Mm-hmm. It's about a 20 hour experience. Right. If, if, and, you know, even less if you're blazing through. It has 13 different endings. Your main character never says a one word. Uh, he's got that link effect. And the, so all the stories around that, they like, they, they cram so much exposition into that. Uh, if you're going to look at, like, I've been replaying FF7 on our, on the Game Addicts YouTube channel and on, our, and on our Twitch. Uh, I've actually been pretty critical of the localization of the game. And, mm-hmm. and well, I mean, the translation, we already know, we already kind of know that that's bad. Right. But the localization, one thing, like, I think the story of FF7 is great, but the actual localization of the game to the United States or to the West, wow, it is so tough to really, like, if you go up to a random NPC and they say something, you're like, what did you say? Right. And, like, in what context is this? And that's part of the reason that, you know, we've talked about why I think 9 is a better uh, overall experience than 7. Yes. You know, 7 is such such an important part in a lot of our age group's lives because that was the first major JRPG that they played. That was the first Final Fantasy game that they played, you know, especially before 10. You know, 10's when we went to the next level. That was like the yeah. It, it's it's very typically 
six, seven, because those were on two different systems mm -hmm. and two different like gen you know, generations, and then ten. Those are the ones that people gravitate to uh, as being their first or their best or whatever. Mm -hmm. When it comes to like uh, FF9, FF9 was the third one released for that system mm -hmm. for the PS1. And by that time, like even FF8 has some issues with some translation and, and some localization. Nine, they nail it. They nailed it. They, Everything, it, they nailed it. I love there's the even, story was fantastic. Yes. There is a there is a level or place that you go to uh, where it's called Condipati, mm -hmm. where everybody in there has, has almost like a really hardcore. They're like all like these little dwarfs, and they all have like these Scottish or Irish accents, and they put that in the little speech bubble. Yep. And they have it spelled and hyphenated and like uh, you know, apostrophed in the exact way that you need. So you're reading it in that accent. Exactly. Subconsciously. You're not meaning to. And they're all you like. Are doing it without thinking about it. Oh, that's awesome. It. They're all like, radio, radio. And they're, they're all like, you just, and you're like, like, hey, you cannot do that. And then it's like, you cannot. They, they spell it like, cannot. Like, C-A-N-N, -N, like, A-E. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing yep. that they went to that level of detail. Uh, to capture that because that, I mean, obviously that was such a large game that to add voice acting on that level on that system was just, it's not going to happen. Right, especially because, you know, it was a four disc game. Very long. It took four fucking CDs to encompass that game. Yeah. And it just not going to happen. So they went above and beyond when you interact with characters, you, you can understand them. Mm -hmm. Your NPCs, that world is so full. It is very full and it feels alive. Right. Uh, in comparison, FF7 is very difficult with that, and uh, that is a detriment on it for sure. It does take it, and I can understand why people playing it for the first time uh, would nitpick that and definitely poke that out and say, "Well, this game isn't as great because of that." And like, well, yes, exactly. Well, and that's one of the you know, and and I've said it before, but that's one of the the problems that I have with seven because I went nine, ten, so I played two great stories back to back. You know, one of them fully voice acted. Yeah. Or for the most part, voice acted. Um, the cinematics were good Ten for the so fucking deep. for the age. What? Ten is so fucking deep. Right. Like. You know, it, it's so many different stories happening at the same time. I explained that story. It carries the theme of, of nine a little bit forward. Uh, I I explained the uh, all of ten to a coworker one night. She's like, she, we were just I was talking about games one night with her, and she goes, "Well, tell me the story of one of them." And uh, have offhand i started talking about 10 and we spent four hours that night mm -hmm. talking about final fantasy 10 and these characters and and she was hanging on every word you know and it was like it got to the end and i explained the ending and she teared up That's good. she teared up and she's like you mean they don't end up together i said he doesn't exist anymore yeah he was just a ghost the whole time and, she, and she's like i'm like no, the, everything. It was a it was like the whole like, Yevon was a veil to put to pull over the people's eyes, mm -hmm. and just, it blew her mind. And she's like, "That's a video game." I said, "Yeah." Yeah, I think in in the overall or just the franchise, I think ten is very underappreciated. Uh, For because, sure, because it gets overshadowed by seven. You know, yes. Uh, Ten definitely deserves some more, and and I'm so happy that it has it has a more recent version of, on PS4. Oh, I love that remaster! Play. I played uh, the remaster; it's fantastic. I'm very happy that that's available. I personally 
really and, and over the years we've had remakes on the on, on the DS, 3DS mm-hmm. or whatever it is uh, of FF4. That's, that's a fant- I have every version of FF4 ever made. Six doesn't get that same amount of love. Six is another one that goes deep, mm-hmm. and it's uh, one of the few stories that is a true, uh, like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's a, like it has a full cast of characters, uh, ensemble cast. Thank you. Instead of having a certain main character, which you definitely could argue that for that being uh, uh, Terra, mm-hmm. you also have like all these other stories going on, and any and a lot of these characters could actually actually individually be a main character at any point in the game, right? And that's something that they never would have been able to really capture or do since then. Uh, I think they tried a little bit with 13. Mm, you know, lightning, yeah. lightning was the, the the forefront, but every character had a major role to play in the sure, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as garbage as those games were, in my opinion, um, it wasn't the same as six. No, uh, six is something that by, by the time you get to the ending of that, Wow. I mean, just... <sighs> the World of Ruin. Basically, uh, Blaine, I know you don't know anything about it. Hey, Blaine, welcome to the show. Blaine, <laughs> you had a stroke about four hours ago. We've been talking about Final Fantasy this whole time. In FF6. I would believe that. I grew a mullet. In, FF... <laughs> in FF6, the main characters lose, and the world gets destroyed. Yep. They oh. fucking lose. And Interesting. Which is hard to swallow the yeah. first time around. And so you live now in the world of ruin. Basically, the, 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 the planet's going to just die. And you gather up everybody. You have to go find everybody. And you go, you know what? We may have lost. We ain't going to let this stand. So, we ain't going to stand for this. So, so they go back and fight him again. We uh, going to fuck you up. It's like, you know what? You may have, you know. We might not be able to reverse this at all, but we are not going to like lay down mm-hmm. and you have to go and go back and fight him one more time. Yeah. Six is definitely, I totally agree with you. Six is definitely underappreciated. I wish it would have got a, uh, a DS remake. Mm-hmm. I, you know, they were on that roll. They did, you know, three and four and I heard they were going to do five and six and they had farmed those out to another company. And then out of the blue squares, like, yeah, no, you're done. And I'm like, four was amazing. You actually, you took that a 16 bit game and you added voices, you added more characterization, you added more thought. Like, whenever you whenever you would have uh, you, you could kind of switch many, uh, players or characters to where whoever was like on the field, right? Mm-hmm. And if you opened up your menu, you got a thought bubble of that character, adding more exposition to what they were thinking, right? They added more to the game than what was on the original Super Nintendo, and that's awesome. You have to give Square credit. And I, I have my, my quips with Square, especially the last, I'm going to say the last uh, decade. Yeah, same For here. sure. Um, They've been doing some some right with, the, uh, for some reason, like they do something like Bravely Default, and they do something like Octopath, and it's a massive success, and they go, what? <laughs> Let's make a game that you have to watch a movie. Before you play oh don't, it. don't let no we're not going down that rabbit hole and if you don't watch <laughs> no, the movie no. you have no fucking idea what's going on we're not going down that rabbit hole Tyler we're not doing I know. that that's um, that's uh that that so, has been a running joke on Game X podcast for like like fifty freaking like a episodes <laughs> so but that's that's the thing with Square Square when they get it right they are so good at putting together a story and a cast. And you might have a weak character, 
you know, Final Fantasy X specifically, um, there's a lot of love for Waka as a character. There's also a lot of hate mm-hmm. for Waka as a character. His now, what I will say to that, I know his character can get grading, mm-hmm. but he also has some of the most growth. Absolutely. Because he is one of the more indoctrinated people within that religion. Right. Uh, and then he has to see the fault in that. Mm-hmm. And he has to personally decide to well, stand up. And, you know, going a step further than that, you have a character like Kamari that is such a one-dimensional character. Oddly enough, voiced by the same guy. Right. <laughs> I am there to protect Yuna, and mm-hmm. that's all that matters. <clears throat> and then when you get to Gagazet, uh, it's like, wait a minute. This guy, this guy is actually like multi-dimensional. He's not just a bodyguard for the summoner. He's he actually seems, important. He's he actually seems so badass. And then he's the one that they all make fun of. Yeah, he's the runt. You know, he's <laughs> small compared to everybody else. He's yeah. Blaine. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, uh, no, I had to insult you when I could. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, just Square is so good at telling a story. When they want to do it, you know, you look at Kingdom Hearts one, two, I didn't play any of the additional games Mm -hmm. after that or before that or however you want to label it. I'm really excited for three uh, when we finally get there, uh, if it actually ever does come out. Uh, And I'm going to keep saying that because I don't know that it's ever actually going to come out. Um, They are so good at telling a story when they put forth the effort. And it, it and it's all encompassing because when you talked about cast writing mm-hmm. and all this stuff, voice acting. Voice on acting. top of that, you know the the voice actors have to uh, perform at Square's expectations. Otherwise, we got to do it again. And think We're going to keep doing it again. And think about before you had the voice, uh, something to help move the mood mm-hmm. was the music and soundtrack. Absolutely. And the first ten games, uh, less or so in ten, he kind of took a backseat a little bit. He did a lot of stuff, but. No, Nobuo Yamatsu is a freaking genius to do 10 freaking games and and like not completely and utterly repeat yourself. Or Absolutely. Yourself no off. doubt. One hundred percent. And 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 in some cases like FF seven or uh, six and nine and, and, and eight to, I guess, a, a like, to, like to an extent, he wrote a theme. And other music involving that one theme. So mm-hmm. you hear that theme multiple times throughout the game, but it's it's done differently, or it's in a different key, or it's over here, it's doing this, but it's but it's recognizable. It's like Star Wars in a way. Right. How like there's the main Star Wars theme, and you hear that same theme kind of like six different ways and six different uh-huh. modes. But like he was able to convey just so many different uh, emotions, and he had to drive the scene forward because you couldn't always do facial emotions. Or you couldn't always do like the 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 actors. You 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 had the speech bubble, and then where the music went. Right. And that took you. Well, and sometimes it was absence of music. Yes, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Kingdom Hearts. For sure. Anyway, uh, are we going to be doing some sort of an announcement? Well. Uh, before we do that announcement, I want to thank Brandon for humoring me on my, my Japanese fandom. Absolutely. And, uh, being my friend. Hey, I've missed you. It's been a long time. I appreciate that. Uh, uh, I, I also miss 
I can't wait to have you back on Game Addicts at some I, point. I also miss working with you once every other month. That That's kind of the way it went, but man, that fucking quarter went by so fast. Right, because we literally, like, <gasps> all right, back to talking. <laughs> literally, no. like, people actually, at, at one point, we were on 14, and they're like, they haven't stopped. Mm-mm. Like, no, no, sir. We, we got to make use of the time <laughs> we have. Certainly. My, my, Mr. Those, Beauregard. Those, those could have been podcasts. Absolutely. Definitely. No doubt. Um, but uh, Blaine and I have an announcement for all of you listeners. Yes, we I do. I want to thank our guest, Brandon, uh, for being the good friend that he is and being the great guest that he is and will continue to be when we have him on again. And uh, now we have something to say. So we've been doing this for 50 episodes now. 50 fucking episodes. 50 episodes. On the journey into Comics I'm Network. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're all sorry. We're sorry we put you through. I, I'm For the sorry. love of God. I'm sorry I put you for, through the first 12 episodes of just me fumbling around with whoever I could get on the show. I'm sorry I, I brought Tyler on the show and now he's a co-host. Yeah, I do stuff. <laughs> just stuck around. Week. I'm sorry that you have to deal with Richard every so often. I'm an ass. And Cameron. And Cameron. Uh, His mouth has Down syndrome. He has Down syndrome. No, 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 just his mouth. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. He is autistic. His mouth has... Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So with, 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 that being said, with that being said, we no longer want to litter the Journey into Comics network feed <laughs> with, with our, our fucking, trash. Our miasma of fucking garbage. And filth. Not that we want to <laughs> leave the network. We are still going to be a part of the network. But that being said... But we Baby are- Bird is flying the coop. Yes, we are getting our own feed where you can subscribe directly to us and get only podcastrophy content. Just us. Mostly me, but just us. <laughs> I mean, well, am I wrong? I mean, no, come on. Yes Let's and no, because it. we're going to be doing a bunch of extra things. You're like, going to be doing a bunch of extra things. Don't speak for my personal life. Okay, I'm going to be doing a bunch of extra things. Yeah. When we go to concerts or I go to concerts or you go to concerts, we're going to review them. We go to concerts together, so we're going to review them together. I'm going to be doing gear reviews. You're going to do gear reviews. We, I might, if, if I'm ever just, you know, hanging out with a dude. Jacking off. Jacking off. <laughs> I'm gonna inv- I'm gonna be like, hey, why don't we podcast this? Well, we jack off. <laughs> this is such a great I way to so announce. I am so whipped up right I now. Know. <laughs> oh fuck. But no, like anytime I, I. Rachel, get out of our comment feed. Yeah, no one likes you. We don't like you, uh... especially not us. <laughs> but yeah, so we're getting our own feed. You can subscribe directly to us and get only us. That being said, don't don't leave the journey into comics network or yeah, they, they do a lot of cool they do stuff. so much stuff and you know just don't forget about the 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 game addicts oh, podcast yeah, either of course. they do a lot of cool stuff too i like those guys you know us, We're us leaving one right now and he's a cool guy yeah us leaving cool the, the network he's a feed cool there's gonna be a, a slot opening up on thursday we don't know what's gonna be there but we don't know but you know we it might be nothing doubtful <laughs> knowing nate doubtful stop <laughs> Nate's going to be like, God, I feel it. <laughs> there needs to be a show here. Do, do, do Christian Bale Batman voice. God. Do it. You do oh, it, man. you pussy. Do it. I'm trying to think of how it goes. Either fucking nut up or shut I'm up. trying to think of how to say it. Do it. There's got to be more shows. 
There has to be a show. The shows. There has to be a show on on Thursday. I about said on Batman. Ready, ready, ready. Boop. Boop. You merely adapted the boop. I was born in it, molded by it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rachel, fuck off. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited to move to our own feed, you know. And the, the Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's rephrase that. You are not excited to move to your own feed because that insinuates that we want to eventually detach ourselves from the no. journey into Comics Network. Not at all. Like a small fucking bead of a living organism of coral. To where we eventually go and start coral. our own coral. Thank you. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> oh no! Beer on the floor. Oh man! Oh god damn it! You knocked over Kronk! Damn it, Kronk! There is so much happening right now. Don't leave me, Kronk! There's so much happening right now, and I'm confused. You knocked over a light pail. I'm not even. It gonna, landed right on your face. I'm not even gonna clean up that beer. Why is that there? You put it there. You put it there. Ah, you're right. All right, keep talking. Uh, <laughs> so I'm I'm so excited to be moving on to our own feed because it it, get, it really gives up us, us an opportunity to really expand ourselves, really and not expand fuck our off brand so much. Uh, really expand like the amount of content we can put out in a single week. In our dicks. For our listeners and viewers. <laughs> Um, the plan right now, though, so we're announcing this on episode 50, uh, the plan to officially start our own feed is on episode 55. In that time, uh, tentatively, tentatively, I'm going to say it a third time, tentatively, tentatively. So for a fourth time, once we move on to our own feed, uh, for a couple more weeks, we're going to still be on the journey into comics network. We're, yeah, we're we, still going to be here. We want we want to make sure everybody that wants to gets migrated over and can, uh, you know, fully enjoy us. Don't you oh fucking God, drop that. You're going to knock that over again. You back the fuck down. <laughs> so. Oh, God damn it, Tyler. <laughs> I don't even know what you're doing right now. There's not enough. There's not enough. Uh, he is trying so hard with this. <laughs> the, the cable's not long enough, Tyler. You don't let me spread my wings. God, it's so wet right there. I'm standing in it at this point. I think it activated like the cat piss within the within oh. the carpet because I am smelling it hardcore Your right now. Your cat piss. Look at that. It works. It's leaning. I don't like this. I'm blinded because I look. I know. Right I keep. I'm looking directly at it too. Stop it! I can't. <laughs> look, it works now. I did it. Yay! I was like, <laughs> hopefully you didn't grab the wrong can. <laughs> well, glad I bought that beer. put his microphone back into position and it just flops over no no no! it didn't flop over it booped over yeah yeah good god i've had a good episode mm -hmm. so what do you have to say about the 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 move are you wanting me to exposition right now yeah i want i want to hear your thoughts away
<laughs> well, you know, I think it's a great idea. Uh, I'm not going to do that the whole time because I'm not going to put you guys through that. Um, <laughs> and when I say you guys, I mean the people listening to this podcast. Yeah, we're fine with it. I yeah, care no. about him. I don't really care about you. Um, but um, so we have, and when I say we, I mean Blaine and I, um, we have a lot of ideas on how we want to uh, continually increase, um, you know, our production value of the show, uh, not only the consistency, uh, and frequency of the content that we put out. We, we have talked in the past about possibly putting some more shows out during the week. Um, for me personally, as of right now, I don't have any free time to do any other shows. Blaine has some ideas of some other shows Excuse me, that he might possibly... Possibly. I can't fucking talk, possibly. man. It's a possibly. fucking podcast. If you say possibly one more time, I am going to butt fuck you to death. <laughs> uh, but uh, giraffe style. But, uh, you know, we have, we have a lot of ideas. We have continually... Um, you know, Blaine, obviously, since episode one. Myself, since episode 12 tried to increase uh, and improve uh, the quality of equipment that we have and um, just our, our overall ability <clears throat> to provide a worthwhile and um, worthwhile and uh, good production mm -hmm. or well put together production is how I want to say it I suppose. Uh, occasionally we have a little bit too much to drink on the episode and knock over lights and spill beer into the carpet. But we are continuing to try and put forth good stuff and bring forth good guests like my good friend here, Brandon Stone, and my uh, pretend friend here, Blaine Tyner, who's also a host of this show. So what I'm saying is kind of irrelevant. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, we want to continue to improve and... I've said this before on the show, and I want to reiterate this fact right now. We are doing this because we enjoy doing it. We are not receiving any outside money uh, unless you guys want to donate to us, which we have a donate button as the Shop Now button on our Podcast Review Facebook page. Uh, but we are doing this entirely out of pocket. We are doing this entirely out of our free time. Uh, we both work full-time jobs, and uh, especially Blaine now. Uh, after his celebration this past weekend, he is officially a family man, which I am very proud of him. You uh, heeded Guile's advice from Street Fighter 2. He did. He told you after he kicked your ass to go home and be a family man. Yeah, go home and be a family man, you <laughs> fuck. But uh, as much as I like to rag on my co-host here, he is doing the right thing. He's getting his life together. We're building a beautiful friendship. And we want to continue doing that for you folks. Um, we're just going to do it solo style. What? We're going to our own feed. Oh, that means <laughs> we're meant, doing it solo you meant like style. A part. I'm like, are you breaking up with me live yeah, on podcast? I'm going to go and do podcast review by myself. Fucking, are you fucking dumping me on God, my own show? Dense. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm gonna knock a light off. 
before I do this. <laughs> So what are your thoughts on the move, Brando? Dude, I'm excited for you guys. I really am. I, uh, I'm very excited. It's something that is going to be very beneficial for you guys. Of course, you guys have the live outlet and, and of course, the uh, the availability to, uh, you know, to lump this show in with the rest of the network. Uh, you know, there's a lot of shows on the network that have like a kind of a specific niche. And this show is kind of like all over the place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it varies per episode. It depends on who's sitting here on this couch. Uh, it, it depends on what is going on in the world. That's the podcast for casting couch. Exactly. So, I mean, I think it's going to be nothing but beneficial for you guys. And uh, I'm very excited to see what you guys kind of come up with on top of the every, you know, show every single week. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. And, and then, of course... Being a part of your own feed, you kind of have a little bit more freedom and say uh, about uh, what day your show is going to come out. You, you guys could change your day if that's what you, if that's what you want. Yeah. You, you can say, you know what, guys? Uh, I had to move again, and we got to change our record day, our live day, and our release day. So we're fucking up your shit. Which look forward to in the folk or in the future, folks, because I have a changing schedule pretty much every other year for the next five years. So stick with us. And you guys can adjust accordingly on the fly. Of course, being mm -hmm. a part of the network and it being kind of a packed house, you could do so. We would kind of have to jostle some things around yeah. a little bit. You would have a little bit more freedom and you wouldn't be bothering anybody else in that process. So that that and then of course anything else you guys want to throw up there like mm -hmm. literally you guys could have something up there every single day of the week yeah uh, potentially. i mean and and uh for those who have been around you guys have seen me do random live streams like all i'll play jurassic world evolution i'll just sit here and talk to you guys uh the other night i played guitar like a jackass uh while testing out this new software yeah you did yeah i did but either way it's all in the in the name of fun and you know Connecting with you guys. Gays. You I mean, gays. there's a potential you guys can do some live hangouts, whatever, and post those up. Hmm? There's a potential to do some... More drunk catastrophes. More drunk catastrophes, or there's also potential for a completely... <sighs> well, we can confirm that's going to happen soon. And oh, by yeah. soon, I mean in the next year. <laughs> <laughs> We, I mean, I remember the planning has begun. <laughs> I remember Tyler said that he wanted to do kind of a tabletop type game or gaming type thing where he, where maybe he captures his E&D stuff when he gets time to do so. Thank you. Uh, as an addendum. But like that would be something cool and something completely different to yeah. throw up there and say, hey, guys, I don't know if you guys are like this, but uh, check this out. It's not an official episode. So uh, here's its own thing. You know, mm -hmm. you guys have the open and and great freedom to do that. And then, of course, it also uh it also will expand the ability for uh, for people to, f to to find the show audio wise by expanding uh, the places where you can get just this show and all its extra components on many different platforms. I want to, uh, while I have this opportunity, take a second to thank two people specifically. Um, this is episode fifty. This is a momentous occasion for Blaine and I. However trivial it may seem uh, for you folks listening at home and anybody watching the live stream, um, when Blaine and I met, you know, all those years ago, 
uh, unknowingly, I consider Blaine a fucking intolerable or an intolerable fucking douchebag, and I did not want to be around him. Uh, thankfully, I did not have to. Um, and then when Blaine and I started working together, when Brandon and I started working together, a very legitimate and uh, real friendship blossomed and continues to grow. Um, I would not want to do this show with anybody other than Blaine. And as much as I fucking shit on Blaine pretty much every episode. That's your shtick almost. That's my shtick. Uh, I consider Blaine a member of my family. I consider Brandon a member of my family. Um, and I just want to keep doing this. Uh, there's not many outlets that I have to get fucking like sloppy drunk on the internet <laughs> and act like an idiot. Um, and and Blaine, Blaine allows me to do that. Uh, you know, so um, I just want to thank everybody that has listened for the last 50 episodes and plans on listening for the rest of the episodes until we decide that we're going to possibly do something different or we've we finally had enough hopefully that is long and uh far away from where we're at right now but i want to thank nate phillips and brandon stone uh for planting the podcast bug in blaine and i's uh fucking feeble pea-brained minds that we have um because without nate and brandon i was hoping you'd met planted them in our loins you don't have loins you pathetic fuck you're um, pathetic but uh no you <laughs> but uh you know without without nate and brandon uh blaine and i would not be doing this right now um and and nate and brandon together deserve all the credit for everything that we do every week because they made us whether it was intentional or subconsciously they made us want to fucking act like idiots on the internet. Every week. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I well just want said. to thank Nate and Brandon, uh, for giving us, us the outlet to try and provide all of you with entertainment. So thanks to those guys. Thanks to my co-host for putting up with me, constantly belittling him. And, uh, Getting sloppy white or sloppy drunk, like a white girl at a fucking uh, sorority party, and uh, you know, I'm not gonna go down on either of you guys. So I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I appreciate that. I I wish I appreciated something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Once, thank you, Brando. Thank you, Nate. Pod Daddy Nate, and thank you all the listeners out there. Uh, when this show started, I was, I was very excited. Empathetic. And empathetic. I and you know I really didn't have very much plan or structure. I no, just, you didn't. I just wanted to do the show, and you know, like, the, much the, like pretty much every episode we have. Oh yeah, you know, but the, despite despite it, it definitely being a very different show than when it first started, it's still at its core is the same show it's 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 conversations see overall though i don't think it's that different it's not than when you first started because excuse me lots of booze um what i think makes our so show special is that 
we constantly have the ability to evolve. Mm -hmm. We constantly have the ability to change. And I apologize to all the fans uh, that are watching this live stream. I am currently uh, cleaning up some mess that I made, like a good Sumeritan. Um, but uh, we have the ability to constantly change and adapt based on the guests that we have or the life experiences that we've had since the last episode that we've done. So every episode that we do is going to have a running theme. You know, I make fun of you a little bit. You retort and make fun of me a little bit. We inevitably make fun of our guest a little bit, whether we want to or not. It just happens. <laughs> you know, and then our guest retorts that back to us. Mm -hmm. You know, Richard, you know, last episode made me fucking want to kill myself because he wouldn't agree that I was a handsome man at one time in my life. Um... But we, we don't want to uh, confine ourselves to one topic because you and I are so broad in the scope of things that we are involved in and enjoy and try and learn and teach ourselves about that it's just doing the people that listen to this podcast a disservice to try and focus in on one thing. Yeah. So we're going to continue to evolve and adapt and... There might be some changes down the pipeline, and we won't know if those are the right changes unless the people that are listening and watching to this podcast let us know. Yeah. Uh, Journey into Comics Network, I'm guessing Nate posted, where did Tyler go? <laughs> he's, he's, he's no longer with us. His spirit is just speaking I to the died. microphone. <laughs> His... He has gone into the ethereal plane as yeah. now just a, a disembodied Luck, voice. Luckily, my inner my the, interface is is I'm just a disembodied enough. cock. You Wh you turn Whoa. the game. I'm a spectral dick. <laughs> you turn the gain up enough on this thing, and it can pick up anything. <laughs> I now see like a spectral cock going down into the like like trapper from Ghostbusters. <laughs> I swear to God, I thought you were gonna say a trapper keeper. <laughs> Like middle school. Saving this Ooh. for later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But on a, on a, a continuing serious note. <laughs> <laughs> and slightly inebriated note. I want to again thank Nate and Brandon through their friendship. We have gained our friendship and, mm. you know. Brandon and I have become great friends. Nate and I have become great friends. Um, I also want to thank everybody else on the Journey into Comics Network. You know, for lack of a better uh, descriptor, for putting up with our bullshit. Um, <laughs> you know, Blaine is kind of a diva and is very demanding when he has an idea, but he's never competent enough to describe that idea uh, when we're discussing things. Um <laughs> and 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 just overall me being a fucking dickhead all the time because I am uh that's that's who I am as a person um but I just want to thank you know everybody else on all the ever on all of the other shows and that includes game addicts uh for putting up with me and Blaine in some capacity um because you guys are all family you guys have all made our lives a little bit more satisfying mm -hmm. and uh, we look forward to continuing to interact and grow 
and enjoy the rest of the life that we have with you folks. Yes. And uh, in other in other news, uh, 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 the, I don't know you're what okay? you're gonna say. <laughs> I don't know I'm, what to do with my hands. I'm tempted. To, I'm I'm I'm. I don't know what to do with my hands. So to further promote this uh, move to a new feed, uh, we will be on the All Around Music podcast this Friday. Oh. August 17th. That's awesome. So uh, please tune in to All Around Music. Go give them a like. Look forward to me being drunk and an idiot. <laughs> That's part of the course. Drunk and an idiot. And he might he might just wear that uh, green Oakley shirt with the sides ripped down. I swear to fucking God, Blaine. Number one, I never ripped the fucking sides out of that T-shirt. I still have it. It's in pristine condition. Number Can two, you wear it? No, I can't because it's about three sizes too schmedium. Uh, number three, the shirt that I ripped the sizes out like fucking Lou Ferrigno as the Hulk was a George Mason fucking basketball T-shirt. Go ahead and take all of the beers that I spilled on this podcast and shove them up your ass. <laughs> you touched a nerve there, guys. Oh, yeah. I say it, good day. It was quite the nerve last week. Oh. I really wanted to title the episode Ripped, Sh- Ripped Shirt or whatever. You're the fucking nerve. The Ripped Shirt Rebuttal. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, like- we're gonna be on the All Around Music podcast. Give them a like. Uh, they they do a show every week. They usually live stream it every week. Like them on Facebook. Yeah, is what Blaine meant to say. Like them. Subscribe to them on YouTube. Yes, that All Around Music. All I around personally music. am really excited for this show. Um, <clears throat> due to my busy schedule, I have not had a lot of time to watch most of their live streams. I've tried to share their live streams anytime they pop up in my new my music feed or music slash news feed because you know slightly inebriated. Got to do what I got to do. Hashtag drunk. Hashtag fucking drunk. Wasty pants. Hashtag white girl wasted. Hashtag blames a cockhead. Hashtag um, AIDS. AIDS. <laughs> You Fuck remember, you, Iraq. You remember Sades? Oh, God. Snades. Snades. Snake, snake AIDS. Snades. Snake AIDS. But, uh, yeah, definitely give them a like on Facebook. Uh, definitely tune in this Friday evening. Um, I'm not entirely sure what time we're going to start. I think, I think around 6 or 7. Around 6 or 7, probably in between the time period of Easter 4 Standard p.m. Time. to midnight. It will be sometime in that time period. <laughs> Uh, I more than likely will be slightly inebriated, and Blaine will more than likely be a slightly quiet douchebag. Um, that's him <laughs> right there. Uh, but I don't particularly know what we're going to talk about, so this is really uh, exciting for me because it's kind of keeping me on my toes. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm excited too. I have no idea what we're talking about. I'm like, I'm guessing we're going to talk about each other's shows. More than likely, we're going to talk about some music. Blaine's probably going to jack me off. It might happen. There's a first time for everything. You don't know. There's a first time for everything on live. Oops. <laughs> uh, and then after that, at some point in the future after that, we're going to have them on our show. <sighs> so we're very excited to have them and invite them into the chaos. That is our show. That is a podcastrophe. Perhaps a drunk catastrophe. Ooh. We have begun planning. 
And by that, I mean, I've said we need to start planning it. And everybody's like, yes. <laughs> and like six, as far as it went. And like six weeks before he said that, I said, hey, we should start planning that. <laughs> and so the, the, the steps have been taken to start planning it. Now we just need to start planning it. <laughs> um, there will be buffalo dip again. We know that much. <laughs> Jennifer, make us Oreo ball. It's no oh. podcast or be. And people at Subaru. Oh. Dude. I used to go like and snipe some or have somebody else go snipe yeah. some. And now we're tight. <laughs> I get some Oreo balls next time she makes them. Hell yeah. Yeah. The truth is revealed. Brando, you really you really good friends with oh, Jennifer man. now. The oh, more man. you know. Ulterior we're motives. About, <laughs> We're about 30 seconds away from three hours. We're fucking doing it! Oh, yeah. I don't even care. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for having me on, man. Of course. Thanks Uh, for sitting with us for three hours. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's been great, man. I'm, like, belligerent. It has been great. You know, it's been a while since I've been on. uh, And uh, it just... You know what? It's been since Christmas time. It has been. It's been around that time. And I've just been, I've wanted to come back on for some time. And, you know, especially with episode 50, I, I kind of didn't even plan it. So, yeah. Cause I, okay. So the way it worked out, you were like, Hey, what are you doing? Hey, <laughs> what are you doing next week, guy? <laughs> and uh, I was like, what's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, basically we okay, planned wait a for- minute. Wait a minute. Were you slightly unzipping your paint suit? Yeah. Yeah. You're damn right. Okay. So we're, we, if we, we need, if we need to paint a picture, yes. Do um, you finally have name tags on your paint suits? Yes. I got all new ones. Woo! Oh, and I thought of something, like you know how they have the swimsuit edition, a magazine full of just pictorials of people in paint suits posing seductively. Absolutely. Speaking of that. So real quick, so the other day, and by the other day I mean this morning, slightly the yesterday, I shared a post that was. Uh, feminist complaining about women's uh, expected body image of the Barbie, and the other <laughs> the other side of that image was no. It, no hold on, before you, it goes into like this big go ahead. rant. Go ahead. Why don't you pull it up and read it? Oh, okay. You don't have to do it for the live stream. Just pull it up on your phone. Just go to me. Just just pull that's all I'm fucking doing. ty up. That's there. all I'm doing. That's, it goes, that's old dad right there. That's me. You can fit so much fucking good. spaghetti in it. Okay, here it goes. This, uh, I'm pulling it up for the live stream. Pulling it up. Alrighty then. Pulling it up. Alrighty then. This is Barbie. Throughout the years, she has been the center of much controversy because feminists claim she represents an unrealistic, unhealthy, and unfair standard of beauty, leading to a crisis for young girls and their self-esteem. And to the right, it says, this is (laughs) He-Man. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's what I'm expected to look like. I'm expected to look like fucking key- He-Man. <laughs> this with is With fucking He-Man. calves the sizes of fucking watermelons. <laughs> what the fuck? This is He-Man. <laughs> I can't have calves the sizes of watermelons. Or a fucking beautiful bowl cut. I don't even remember what I was about to say before you cut I don't me off. know either. What were we talking about? Fucking, I don't know. Catch up. <sighs> Damn it. And the love and joy of giraffes. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
yeah. So you're pretty you're pretty wrapped up on those drafts, there, Hoss. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> uh, so yeah, last week you or no, was it last week or no? It was last week. Yeah. So I was like, well, we got we got Richard on this week. Why don't you come? And I got and we had another guest lined well, up for this specifically, week. Specifically, I guests. said specifically I did say next week because I figured you already Allen, had. right? I wasn't gonna say their names. I'm fucking saying them because they should have been here today, but they shouldn't have been here today because this was awesome. So, yeah, we had we had planned for AJ to come back on the show and possibly Zach Davidson, from who's been on Brews with Dudes a lot. Right, uh, and my friend from a, and from, your friend. from a long time. Uh, from we were going to have them on this week, and then I, I told Brandon, I was like, all right, two weeks from now. And then I got to thinking, I'm like, fuck, this week's... It's coming weeks is episode 50. Motherfucking episode 50. We gotta have Brandon. We gotta have him. We gotta have him. So and we I did. didn't even know. We did. And I got really excited when I saw the fucking Normandy out there. Oh, yeah, you did. did. you not know I was gonna be here at all? No. Today? Not awesome. fucking at all. Blaine doesn't even talk to me anymore. Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> He's too busy jacking off and eating stuffed taco shells. He doesn't fucking talk did, to me anymore. I did that last week. He he ate a Subway sandwich before you got here, pal. Yeah. Yeah, and I decided to get... Okay, so normally I get just a foot-long turkey on white. Yeah, that's uh, pathetic. Bacon, American cheese, lettuce, mayo. Just get a fucking six-inch sandwich that's good. Uh, this is good to me. Um, that's all a matter of preference, and this is what I like, so... Cool. Anyway, so I decided to, on top of all of that stuff, get mozzarella cheese. Ooh! Oh, yeah. What a fucking zinger! It did absolutely nothing for the sandwich. Absolutely nothing! But it did something for me. It got me an extra chocolate chip cookie for free. I got two free cookies. And it cost you $2! He gave me one of the cookies. I gave him one yeah, of the cookies. It was awesome. Because he's yeah, a guest, and he deserved it. He yeah, earned he, it. He deserved it. He, he deserved both cookies. He earned it. He had to... He had to, he had to uh, be here with us. He had to be in this house. Yeah. And the cat piss. Yeah. Which the, the beer fucking, awakened. And the feces. The beer and awakens. The, and the beer awakening. <laughs> and my fucking belligerent ass. <laughs> oh, my God. I miss you, Tyler. I thank you. I miss you, too. We all miss you. <laughs> Gun show. He-Man. Dad bod. Dad bod. Dad bod. Damn, Colin. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Colin. We didn't know you existed. <laughs> He's like, God damn it, say hi to me. <laughs> hi. It's like the fucking gardener from Billy Madison. <laughs> All right, are we are we about done? Your your wife about needs done. you. I've got a no. She doesn't need me. Taco Bell needs me. I'm gonna go to Taco Bell too. We might go to Taco Bell together. I might go to Taco Bell elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Because I was going to have tacos at home, and now it's getting too late to cook, so I might just go pick up some Taco Bell. So I want to kind of wrap this up with, with a quick question, which I'm going to also probably ask more questions after that, because we're over three hours now, and I'm having a good time. Yeah. And i got to be at work at 6.30 in the morning, and I don't care, because I'm having a good time. Yes. Um, have you ever made tacos at home, and they just not be satisfying at all? Certainly. Yes? Certainly. From, from Brian? Brandon? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, so... I think it's mostly because I made them. Well, okay, wait a minute. So, at home... So, I used to live in Southern California. So, I have had the gold standard of Mexican food. I have had better Mexican food in Southern California than I have had in Mexico. Okay? 
I have had, in my opinion, the gold standard of Mexican food. Not Tex-Mex, legitimate Mexican food. When I make a taco at home, I don't normally do it with corn tortilla shells. I just do flour because it's convenient. And I personally like the taste of flour flour a little bit better than corn, depending on the situation. Yes. I'm a chicken guy. I'm a fucking pollo guy myself. (laughs) But you know, at home, I'm making fucking beef tacos. It's fucking ground beef tacos. I shop at Sam's Club. I'm buying fucking six pounds of ground beef for fucking $17. I'm doing my due diligence to be a fucking responsible fucking capitalist. Okay? Have you ever smoked taco meat? I have, and it does not end up the way that I prefer it. We've done that at the Doom Room, now, and it's fantastic. I have smoked a chicken, I have smoked pork, mm-hmm. and then made tacos with it, and it's fantastic. I want the por- I want the not the pork, the smoked chicken. You want tacos. some fucking uh... smoked chicken tacos? Okay, that's what I want. You want some fucking that's pollo, what I want. pollo asada? Pollo asada. Anyway. Um, so, um, I was going to say tacos al pastor, but that's not what you went with. So I'll just fuck off. Um, but last (laughs) night, you know, I had the union meeting last night. So I got out of, it was like about nine o'clock when I got home, was home really late. Skylar and Ruby had already ate. Dinner was done. You know, I'm basically eating leftovers at that point. So I reheat the taco meat and I do my thing. When I'm at home, my tacos are really simple, just like they are if I order them from a legitimate uh, Hispanic restaurant. It's just tortilla, meat, maybe some cilantro and onion, and I'm obviously a fucking blue-blooded American, so I love me some fucking sour cream. All of it. I thought you were going to say cheese, but that works too. Well, the cheese is just kind of implied. You know, but a traditional taco is just cilantro, onion, and meat. There's no cheese at all. So last night, I sit down, I make some fucking meat, cheese, uh, sour cream. That's literally the the total, the, the fucking totality of my fucking tacos. And they were just bad. <laughs> <laughs> your, your tone just went completely flat. <laughs> they were just bad. You know, it's bad. So, and, and the reason I bring this up is because Skylar and I, the first time, the first couple times we bought uh, Taco Bell brand taco kits that were the double-decker tacos. So it was fucking hard shell, soft shell, a little bit of fucking cheese sauce to put between uh, the flour tortilla and the hard corn shell. And... The first time that we bought those tacos, I literally ate like seven tacos. I understand. In one sitting. It was fucking good. And then every time after that, it got worse and worse. (laughs) So we stopped buying them and we went back to regular taco kits. You know, uh, personally, uh, Tex-Mex style, I'm a hard shell guy. But, you know, convenience wise, I'll eat whatever is available. Um, But last night, you know, I made... Fucking double flour tortilla, fucking tacos. And I like halfway through the second one, my wife is in the living room and I looked at her and I said, These fucking suck. And she says, Sorry, I suck. But that's <laughs> the thing. It had nothing to do with her. It was just they weren't fucking doing it for me. They were tacos with no soul. They were tacos with no soul. They were fucking husks. <laughs> they were
your fucking husks. <laughs> fucking taco husks. I'm going to keep saying that with fucking extra emphasis on is both that, is syllables. Is that the episode title? Husks. Is that the episode title? Maybe. Taco husks. No, no, no. This is the episode title. It's difficult to spell. I don't know how you're going to do that, but you're going to fucking figure it out. <laughs> I don't really care either way. But I'll do my ta- best. Tacos the same. Put forth it, by 30. It's, it's weird how this almost taco pyramid forms, you know, because you have the best Tex-Mex slash Mexican food that you've ever had. And then you have Taco Bell right in the middle. And then the foundation of that pyramid is always Mexican food that you make at home. My wife has made some fantastic enchiladas at home, which I have obviously had much better enchiladas, you know, from tiny Hispanic women, uh, old tiny Hispanic women making me those enchiladas that were fucking like taking me from three quarter to full chub. Um, but fuck it, man. Those tacos last night sucked. <laughs> like, like I was eating it just out of necessity at that point, and halfway through the second yeah. one, I literally looked at her and said, these fucking suck, with a mouthful of taco. And then I finished what I was eating <laughs> just out of necessity, because obviously I'm going to starve to death in the next 24 hours if I don't eat in, the, in about the next 20 minutes. So, you know, oops. <laughs> and that's all i have to say about that i apologize to everybody if, if you can make a shirt with a taco bell font that just says oops, oops. <laughs> i'm gonna do it i'm gonna fucking do it i'm writing it down right get a now. purple shirt with the white oops <laughs> send it to pod daddy do your fucking thing my man Talk, talk and do stuff. All right, so uh, this concludes Podcastrophy episode 50. If you want, you can subscribe to the Journey into Comics Network and you get us every Thursday in audio form on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, and Spotify, plus several other uh, podcasting platforms. Uh, if you want to check us out, we are live every Tuesday Roughly around 5.30 or 6, depending. Uh, And you can hit us up in the comments there. We'll interact with you live on the show. Uh, We also have T-shirts. Get you a Roller the Destroyer T-shirt or a Heritage T-shirt or any of the other Journey into Comics shows T-shirts right on Teespring. Uh, I've posted links all over the Podcastrophy page. Uh, Is that it? I would like to say a couple things. We are a artist-funded, totally creator-owned network slash show. Uh, we're not receiving any money from any outside source to produce content and create content. This is our show. This is our network. And we do this because we enjoy it and because you folks enjoy listening to it. And if you would like to continue enjoying listening to it and enjoying the fact that we enjoy it, maybe throw a few dollars our way. And I'm not really in the live feed. Now I am. Half my face. And while you're at it, go ahead and uh, check out the Game Addicts podcast. Thank you, because I was going to do that, but I literally Cause ran this, out of words. This guy right here is on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. Every <laughs> single Thursday on... Uh, on several platforms, all the yes. ones that he said. And, uh, yeah, 
uh, yeah, we do a show. Plus all, Twitch. All the, huh? Plus Twitch. Yes. And, uh, well, with that, that's going to be starting soon. Yeah. And we're doing live streaming on Twitch, playing some games, playing through The Last of Us, FF7. I have not been st streaming as of late because it's so freaking ungodly hot in that game room back there. So I'm choosing. I'm used to be, <laughs> I'm used to it being like extremely frigid. Yeah. So I can only imagine. It's like you're literally laying in a bed of magma. Yeah, dude. No, like over shutdown. I was back there just pouring sweat. <laughs> like, and I'm like trying to like interact. That's dedication. And play and That's talk. dedication. And, I, and I'm like. Was your shirt off? No. Damn it. So I walked out of that. I walked <laughs> oh. out of there feeling like I just worked a full 10 hour day. But uh, yeah, guys, please check us out over there. We're doing some great stuff. Episode 100 coming up in October. October 24th, I think, is when we're going to be recording that. Hopefully, streaming live on Twitch. And so and so we're hoping episode 100 from there on will be kind of like how you guys do it. How you, do you guys do live every single week? And so that, that's what we're going to be doing, too. And we record on Wednesdays. So. Let us know whenever you guys are streaming live on Twitch. Uh, I'm not always home to check out your guys' Twitch streams. But whenever you're streaming live on Twitch, we can share that on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And bring some more viewers well, your way. I really way. appreciate so, that. So let us, let us know. Send one of us a text for sure, uh, or both of us, and let us know, and we'll share that on Facebook. I really, mm -hmm. I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I don't We mind appreciate you, pal. Well, you know, and I can't wait to have you guys back on that show at some point. Uh, Tyler, when you get some time. Uh, Blaine, when you... Play some games. Play some games and get motivated. <laughs> Just let me know when you have an idea of when you want me back on, and I will make time. Okay. Yes. Awesome. Same. That's absolutely. That, that I so owe you that. You have you have done so much for me. I owe you that to help you out and participate whenever I can. So you let me know when I need to make time, and I will make time. Okay. So like, eventually, when we do the like, we haven't done a retrospective in a long time, mm -hmm. or uh, you know, uh, one of those things. And we talked about doing like a Metal Gear one at some point. And I still how, really want to do that. And how cool would that be to do like after we start live streaming at some point? That'd oh really hell yeah! Just have all the games sitting there. I think that'd be really neat. So yeah, let's for sure. Make a date. Make a date. So that's sometime in the fall. Yeah, let me know for sure. But, uh, if not sooner. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah, man. Oh, hell, hell yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> we did it all together. Friends. <laughs> at least Group boop. At least two of Group us. Group boop. Boop, boop, boop. At least two of us. Our friends. <sighs> If that is all, that is all. I'm pretty wasty pants, so. I'm ready for some Taco Bell. I really have to pee. Me I do too. too. Oh my God. I, I was going to say that. We're actually all the same person. I'm, I'm the handsome one. He's the personality and he's the, he's the smarts. I'm the strong one too. That. Okay, so. Bye. Bye. Make every day a big dick day. Harry! Bye, guys.
Big shit shit. Call the Big shit shit.